everybody, welcome back to the Project Manga Podcast, where we cover One Piece, My Hero, Black Clover, Marshall, Dr. Stone, and Jujutsu Kaisen, week to week. Back this week covering Weekly Shonen Jump issue number 39. I'm your host, Igudu. Knox. Melo Yetis. And as always, before we get started, we just ask that you take a look in the description box down below where you can find links to any and all of our individual social media accounts, such as Twitter, online communities like Discord, places to listen to the podcast like, you know, Apple, Spotify, whatever, wherever you prefer, as well as links to support the podcast, such as our Patreon that you can check out and our online shop, which we actually just opened back up today, opened up to the public again after we kind of pulled it back. We wanted to kind of make some design overhauls and, and just reevaluate kind of what we were putting out. So we're coming out with a new line of merchandise here soon. It's open to the public. You have to go check that out. It's, it's going to be some fire shit. So with all that said, also like the goddamn video, subscribe to the channel for more fire ass content week to week. And there is also timestamps in the description that you can use to navigate through the video and avoid spoilers if you need to. Yes. So fire ass weekend jump y'all how y'all yeah you know saying? how y'all feeling about this weekend jump I, oh, it i'm was feeling good. i'm feeling I, yeah i'm definitely feeling things um i'm I think feeling I, things i think i think the majority of the magazine was was incredible this week with a couple a couple um that you know we'll talk about later that weren't so great <laughs> this motherfucker nuts, bro. So we might as well get started. Yeah. Chapter 156 of Jujutsu Kaisen Twinkling Stars. And uh what a chapter. I was way the fuck off base with my theory about her ability. Obviously. Oh, I, thought it had to do with, I thought it had to yeah. do with magnetism. Same. She's like I, I, it feels like it has more to do with gravity. As far um, as like stars, they're talking about stars and constellations, and yeah, there's a lot to unpack. It's the, this mm -hmm. is this is one of those chapters where it's like you gotta read it at least three times. At least I had to before I felt okay with with you my know, yeah. with what I consider to be my understanding of the chapter. But I mean, like after after you reread it a couple times, it starts to make enough sense, even if it'll probably be really hard to just flat out explain, you know, the ability in your own yeah. words. I mean, a lot of people have had a pretty good, uh, pretty easy time doing that. But me, myself, I'm just like, I wouldn't know how to how to say this to anybody. <laughs> I wouldn't know how to explain this technique to somebody. But yeah, but yeah, it, it definitely. I feel like in the previous chapters, they were talking about how um, Karara and her homeboy, their techniques aren't traditional Yep. curse techniques so yeah. i was like okay you know what i'm ready for something off the beaten path yeah and i was like all right you literally made a game like yeah like it, it's it's very much it feels very much like a nen ability where it's like yeah. you have to do these things and like you know you have to like you know do five across and yeah all this yeah. stuff you gotta run in a circle three times do a backflip and three jumping jacks type yeah there's definitely big hunter hunter vibes in this chapter um just the dialogue to, that's necessary to explain the ability in combat in conversation in internal monologues without it just being a textbook is like really impressive actually the way that gege no. kind of strung this chapter together and it, it kind of condensed it condensed it yeah it just made it you know manga chapter worthy you know what i mean like something like this yeah. is like 
something like this. Something yeah. that like as opposed to Hunter Hunter. Yeah. I feel like Gay Gay really outshines um Togashi in, in that specific area of his of their ability to to weave these uh, explanations on these abilities and this these inner monologues and and stuff like that into the events of the chapter much more smoothly where like you know you don't get these big walls of text because they're just like the dialogue is basically evenly you know evenly spaced out between the panels as they're doing other shit still sure so i think the chapter still flows really nicely while you're getting this explanation and this dialogue the monologue whatever it is in the situation yeah which is why it doesn't feel as stagnating or as like as much of an obstacle as in some cases hunter hunter you know yeah an obstacle yeah i mean it's it's a lot but you're not like inundated with Mm -hmm. complexity i mean like some people i'm sure you know might say that they that they were but at the end of the day i think i do agree that the composition of the way the story is told with the ability included um and it's been a while since I've read Hunter Hunter, so who knows? But I, I think I do agree with you right now, at least for this chapter. It's just nice where you get like, even uh, even here on like uh, going from page seven into like eight and nine, where you get like you know these big walls of text, right? But like they're they're mixed in with like these diagrams or like a picture yeah. of you know a, a panel of Megumi and, and Panda like actually having a conversation instead of just like a whole yeah panel of text yeah know. they break it up they break it, just it up. feels it feels really nice yeah. it's snappy you know the con the, the dialogue is like kind of like snappy from like person to person there's multiple perspectives involved that all have thoughts and all have dialogue pertaining to figuring out the abilities so whereas like instead of like a textbook where you're just learning the information through you know one internal monologue that's figured everything out you get little bits and pieces here so it's kind of um it kind of gives that that uh that thrill of the hunt or that thrill of the chase that puzzle you know like kind of feeling like you're trying to put together like a or figure out a rubik's cube or something like that so it gives a similar sensation to that which i guess kind of carries you through um the explanations a lot because you just want to get to the bottom of it you know what i mean you want to understand it because it's been built up for multiple chapters so you're like no i'm getting this you know what i mean you're like no i'm i am understanding this for sure you know so that drive to to want to get it kind of helps you through it but but yeah as far as like this chapter is like a total package man like that like the action is incredible the plan the dialogue the way they figure it out the way that it is very cat and mousy while they're figuring it out um and like you think that you know you know like while they're putting it together you're like oh okay i think i got it and then new information kind of like comes in that kind of like has you rearrange your ideas of like what is actually happening until you get to the end of the chapter and you're like okay 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 and you start connecting you know the dots "Mm, no mm, pun intended mm, yeah you got it huh (laughs) right yeah (laughs) but this ability is cool like who thinks of this kind of shit dude like yeah like southern cross constellation technique yeah well and so like let's kind of dive into this a little bit because you it's a good conversation to have because I I only read the chapter like maybe once and then skimmed over it again. Sure. And uh, you've read it for three times probably. So like let's let's kind of unpack this ability. Like so it basically locks you to a certain point in this constellation when you get marked with the con- with the corresponding star, mm-hmm. and you then have to pass through the other stars in a in a certain way in order to get to 
said star that you want to get to, whatever given star that is. Or, um, yeah, or it rejects you until that point. Like, right. basically, you can't skip the line. You have yeah. to go to your neighboring stars. Right. Yeah. Um, it's better it's, if you, instead of using, like, Acrux and Gacrux, it's, like, way better if you just, like, assign numbers. Yeah, right? it's, like, north-southwest, right? Yeah. Like, if you use the rose compass or something like that, just be like, oh, yeah, if I'm south and I need to go north, I have to go to west or east before I even touch north. Yeah, right. Yeah, so yeah. that's that's basically my understanding of the, of the ability. That was a really simple um, way to put it. That that's like what's necessary right now. Like I'm sure, yeah, like absolutely. like you said that, and I was like, oh shit, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Got to strip it down to its basic components. Yeah, for sure. um, behold <laughs> the empirical method. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so basically, no. it's like okay, so like if you're if you are you know marking number one and you want to get to marking number three, you got to go through two. So you know like I mean? when you so like when you're saying one, are you saying Gakru? I mean, sure, yeah. Any you know given I mean? one, just associate a star with it. Yeah, um, man. Once I once one. I start associating the stars with numbers, and it's like I gotta like reread the chapter again to like make sure that those that those names are like appropriate I mean, numbers. You know what I mean? But well, it's, it's, Gak, it's Gakru is the top one. Mimosa. Sure. Okay. So like. Okay. Gakru yeah. So more. according to this diagram on page fifteen, so if if yep. if you're trying to get to Gakrux, and you're Acrux. You gotta go through Ginan and Imai, or Mimosa, to get either one to of Gokrux. the two. Do you think, or is it uh, is it one specific path? It's hard to say, really. We don't really know. Um, uh, I, th I feel like we do know, and I just I just can't. Um. Yeah. Oh, the order the order uh, follows the stars from nearest to furthest. Exactly. Right, right, so right, right, right. You gotta go to the nearest star to you. Oh, that. so maybe. Yeah. So if you're Emi, you need to go to Ginon, then yeah. Akrux, yeah. then Mimosa, mm -hmm. and then Gakrux at the end because yeah, Ginon is a bridge that sets it into a clockwise pattern. Right. Yeah. And because yeah, right. Panda was the first one, they get sent with, they get hit with the Emi, and because she's doesn't want like Ginon. she's already got Ginon set she hits megumi with akrux and she's mimosa no she's Ginon. she's Ginon. she's Ginon in that little uh yeah, that little is, light she, box on the ground where is they are Ginon. yeah mm -hmm. yeah okay so they're setting it up yeah um yeah no tricky tricky ability it's um, a lot like i get it like when i read it but like trying to talk about it is fucked up it's hard but, to like, translate it outside of the language that's already used right, right um it's it's literally like a clockwise compass so if you start at north and you designate it as home base you go clockwise and th at the three o'clock at the four o'clock you know uh six o'clock you have to go through that to nine o'clock before you get to midnight and like that's literally what you have to do to get there. You but if you're marked with of... the if you're marked with the same as another one, then obviously you're attracted to it. Mm -hmm. And then if you're marked with a different one, you have to find out which other ones are on the path ahead. You know, in your way to that one, and you have to touch those points before you'll have access to it. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like it. It's um, one of the things I like about. Uh, horror and Jujutsu Kaisen and a little bit of like, like Hunter x Hunter is that um, what is observable 
is absolutely necessary. They have to use kind of their own scientific method, have their hypotheses, have their observable things, and like kind of do like a mental checklist and rundown of what is and what isn't possible based on what they can observe. Yeah. Right. Right. And then I like how they're so geared towards observation to understanding. And then when they run into things like um, like all the curses and stuff, being able to observe them is horrifying, right? Like yeah. they're geared towards understanding and observation. And when you understand something that is truly, truly awful, it is disgusting. And then you have to fight like that kind of emotional response of like, I want to throw up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for um, sure. But shout out to Megumi for like yeah. big braining the fuck out of this entire like situation. Like Megumi's He's been getting a lot. One. What did you say? He's the clever one. He is the like, clever one. Like, like to the Nobara yeah. and Yuji share brain cells sometimes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. And Megumi's definitely um, the kind of like clever character that like feels familiar, but is still like totally his own thing at the same time. Like he's the way that he. I feel like a lot of the um, the the more the the higher intellect characters in Shonen like have like a an air of confidence around them. You know what I mean? All the time where they're very confident in their intellect and they they have this kind of um, aura to them that that kind of shows that Megumi's obviously yep. very timid and like reserved a lot of the time and like not, you know, as confident in himself as he should be considering his his obvious capabilities and his feats in the series. He's got Gojo and Sukuna, you know, with their eyes on him. And we are seeing, you know, throughout the series, all of those reasons why it's making a lot more sense the farther the series goes, why these god tier characters are so interested in him and i love the subtle you know delivery of that inside of jujutsu kaisen it's... because it, it, it is very unorthodox to have a character this smart with this kind of personality that isn't arrogant yeah exactly it's, it's really refreshing to see like i i like uh page uh six the southern cross when karara uh reacts he reacts and he's like oh wait i was right like right. he wasn't entirely sure he's just like this could he's be taking a, a shot in the dark he took a shot in the dark and yeah. he's just like oh thank god my sister was also an astrology hoe fantastic yeah <laughs> yeah i love the um i love the trial and error you know aspect to it because if there's one thing that just thinking about hunter hunter as a parallel right now if it seems like even though we know and it's and it's established very on that characters you know just at base level in hunter hunter or just like above average intellect to like the average person you know what i mean like everybody seems to have a really good head on their shoulders even if they're weak in hunter hunter and the really higher level ones you know what i mean like inside of the main cast or inside of you know main uh main ish secondary like level like right under that characters are all like wildly capable intellectually and it always seems like they kind of figure everything out a little bit too quick i've heard that complaint before but inside of this, you get that trial and error. You get those potential, you know, fails. And sometimes you just outright do fail. You just outright do get the information wrong in, in Jujutsu Kaisen, you know, some of the time. So that is that is one thing that we can say, like, even if we're drawing parallels, is kind of different and is kind of um, refreshing since there are so many parallels there. You don't want it to feel too much like something. Even though this one, this chapter right here, I haven't felt like such an intense Hunter Hunter vibe from... From Jujutsu Kaisen since uh, the exchange event, probably when Toto was like deducing Hanami's like technique and like breaking down all of the Dude, the moves he's yeah. used so far, like internally, yes. like that was like super Togashi vibes there, and like even like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, even 
you know, like for the the way that these, I haven't really done JoJo's too much, but I've heard enough to know that Nen is kind of like loosely based off of stands and the combats, you know, are, are, are similar in regard to like strategy and like layered thinking, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. so like, I love, I love this vibe and I love that it's got its own, its own vibe inside of that vibe, you know what I mean? Yeah, I like how the characters, like you were saying, the characters don't seem overly informed right. about anything. Like, like um, in that moment, uh, Fushigoro, page page five, I still haven't got a clue, but I know one thing. The base of this curse technique is a constellation. And then um, they talk about, like, this suggests five or more stars. Is there a sixth one? I hope there aren't, because even five doesn't make sense for a cross. Right. And then, like, Panda's reaction to getting attacked by um, the the Imai to Imai... Um, proximity, bro. Proximity? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, proximity to their, uh, like, the car. Mm-hmm. He catches it, throws it, is immediately told, don't throw it, it'll come right back to you. Gets hit for the double smack. Both yeah, sides. that's fucking hilarious. Like, Get my good side. Both my sides are good sides. Ow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. And I love how, like, even though his sister was, you know, a constellation geek, you know, or like a star geek, astrology geek, or whatever, um, that's that information just, like, wasn't enough to figure out the whole ability. You know what I mean? It was just mm-hmm. enough for him to know that like it's working like a constellation. And then he still kind of had to do like everything else after that. So even though he like there is kind of like a convenient, you know, piece of, of development that we've gotten for for Sumiki kind of injected in this chapter to help Fushiguro out with his deduction of the of the technique. It's still like not overbearing hand wave. You know what I mean? Like it's like, OK, cool your sister was in your sister was in was into astrology you 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 that's enough of a tether to where you're like okay this is kind of this is a, this is a constellation you know what i mean or maybe it's because of the names right so maybe that's why he saw the markings and just like recognized the names of the on the on the markings and like put it to the constellation or uh tied it to you know to his sister in that way but then he still had to like do the rest i want to say you know what i mean so like that's still it, it just feels good you know what I mean? And, Even yeah. though there was kind of and like I feel a like convenient the injection there. References, oh, this is where he got that kind of outside knowledge. Because, like, if he didn't, you'd be like, okay, so Megumi knows about stars and right. he might be a horoscope nerd. Like, yeah. Okay, cool. I'm going to accept that. But I, I do like that little touch. It's a very small dialogue moment, but, like, it carries through. It rounds out his character in a way. Yeah. Um, I really like how he outplays um, Karara at the last second. He's like, I've been doing all this stuff, testing the boundaries, trying to figure out how this move works, and I still had a backup just in case, based on what I could observe yeah. the first time I got a dog yeeted at me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that last part of the chapter is wild with the totality hound. Oh my god. It, it was always trying to reach him, but he had it planted behind the wall. So it was just mm-hmm. intercepted by the wall until he moved, until he got Kirara in position to allow Totality to kind of like leave behind the wall. 
and then and just you know clothesline her. and and then just clothesline them like <laughs> yeah that was wild watch that dog just like hey gotcha <laughs> yeah and and man when i turn this page on uh nine to ten and kirara's over the car and just like just jumps on the car and just like lifts it like with just like i wasn't ready for physical Impact physical output like that yeah right. <laughs> like i was like holy shit yeah <laughs> I, mean, I was like that was awesome she definitely concentrates her cursed energy into her attacks for sure yeah absolutely uh, nice it's just like so unexpected yeah it's nice i think that's actually really interesting that she is a brawler and not a controller um type thing she has a control ability and if they need to get to that third place she's a brawler so she can just literally 1v1 yeah. whoever comes at her yeah imagine thinking That's this smart. is like a you know caster. a backline like caster yeah. like mage type and then you go to square up and they just rock you in your what shit what you do throws you in the air and then activates a star on the ground and draws you to the ground just <laughs> bam insane insane oh i gotta hold on i gotta i gotta shout out i gotta shout out my homeboy malik once again at la easy on twitter follow him man he's great with the with the jujutsu kaisen twitter threads he broke down kirara's technique in his own words or whatever but then there was this really cool addition to the thread where he was talking about kirara, kirara in the culling games he's like kirara could mark megumi as the gakrux mark yuji slash sakuna as the Acrux. then kirara could go mark gojo as mimosa and then the only way to get to Megumi would be to go through Gojo plus Kirara, but Gojo can't be touched by conventional means. So it's just like a crazy, like, if they were trying Infinite to protect loop, Megumi, yeah. yeah, protecting Megumi from Sakuna or something like that is the example that he Ooh. gave. But just, like, imagine that dynamic in combat, like... <laughs> That's amazing. And this is all, you know... Um, assuming gojo is like unsealed or whatever at this point but that was just like a cool thought like i was going through this thread and i was like yeah i need i need to see that now i was like that was fire so so shout out my homeboy malik follow him on twitter at Leezy. great jujutsu kaisen threads follow him man uh so little thing uh i think that karara and her homeboy are um kind of a nod at romeo and juliet Ooh. Uh, because of Karara's ability, love rendezvous, and literally a star-crossed, star-crossed lovers, right? Oh wow! Um, she's all about him, and like Romeo's big thing was that he was very like his character was very passionate and very impatient, which kind of tracks with our boy. So yeah, I, yeah. I think, I think that might be a thing. And if That's it cool. is kind yeah. of like a, a literary reference, um, let's, uh, that doesn't bode well for them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean uh, for their future? What does that mean for their future? They drink a lot of poison. No, <laughs> no, no. If that man, that would be, that'd be some shit. That obviously that would be like some way later shit. But if they did tie it back like that, that would be insane. We know that'd that we know that Gege wild. loves their references and whatnot. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. that'd be that'd be insane. Yeah, just some little thing I noticed. I was like, oh, I, I get it. Star Cross lovers. That's cute. I like. Yeah, that. yeah. Um, I just want to shout like, out this first page with the rabbit escape, like. And like the the perfect circle barrier of the rabbit escape around like Hirara and shit like that's so oh, sick. Oh yeah, nice, <laughs> great visual. I love that. And yeah. then like 
I liked how in page two, she's just like, they're bending around this field near her. Yeah. And she's like, ah, yeah, that's weird. Well, don't know why they did that. Yeah. And then, like, when it switches over to page three, when the rabbits get disintegrated, yeah, splatted, it yeah. gave me um, the nightmare from Watership Down. Never vibes. seen that. Um, it's about a bunch of rabbits that escape a flood. Oh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's like one of those childhood trauma movies. Okay. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Wow, kind of like Ghost Ship. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if that's like super relevant, but it just reminds like it's childhood trauma movies. Like that opening scene mm. of Ghost Ship. Fuck for me real, up. bro. <laughs> the piano <laughs> wire across the hole of the shore, the across the poop deck of the ship or whatever. That's the poop deck, right? I don't know boat anatomy, but yeah, that shit was wild. The boat butt. The boat butt. Yeah. But yeah, the man, boat. this chapter this chapter was a lot, dude. Um I am like super excited now that he's kinda like got her in like, you know, an arm bar or whatever at the end. Like he's like, All right, please listen to what we have to say. You know what I mean? So now they're kind of in a position where they have to. So I'm excited for what kind of conversation they're going to have, if this is going to be like a recruitment kind of thing. Yuji and Akari are obviously still boxing, so we'll kind of see how that goes. I don't know if Yuji is going to be able to get Hikari in a similar situation as you, uh, Megumi and Kirara. I don't think it's going to be an I outdid you kind of thing. I think it's going to be like a we're coming together as bros kind of thing to like kind of like talk it out. Because I, I, I definitely think Hikari is like, I don't think Yuji should be able to beat Hikari just because of how much he was hyped up. His first real showing, she shouldn't lose to the main character. Not after all of this. Not after all of these like comparisons to gojo and comparisons to yuta and things like that like he just got waxed by yuta like not too long ago so mm -hmm. yeah so i definitely I don't like think he's gonna handle him yeah yeah absolutely i think i think hikari's gonna beat the brakes out of yuji and then and then they're just gonna either either memory manipulation shit like toto and choso which a lot of people think to, seem to think oh. is going to be a thing yeah 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 it's time maybe maybe you know what i mean or it's just gonna be you know on Brother. some yeah on some on some other just like mutual understanding shit like we can have a conversation or they have a conversation while they're fighting and yuji is saying shit while they're boxing and then finally says that one thing that's going to make hikari listen so i don't think he'll um physically uh overcome hikari in this way my man's got your girl hemmed up outside <laughs> i was thinking that yuji might say as like hey man i get it i'm not with the you know I'm not yeah. with the old school. Yeah. I'm not with the old school. It's like, yeah. how should I believe you? Because I'm the vessel of I'm Sakuna, man. I'm fucking exiled, bro. Like, it's like they I'm the want my head right They've now. They've already executed me twice now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or since, um, since Megumi, you know, kind of has uh, Kirara by the beard here, I bet you they undo their technique at some point in time during their conversation. So then Hikari seems to, like, know when Kirara's ability is active or might Didn't have she already what do you mean on uh page 18 here she are they they she say love rendezvous door. cancel yeah she oh there we go yeah okay so so they released it and then see if he notices and then yeah and then i don't know if like he'll be notified via cursed energy or anything like that but like i bet you maybe maybe the door just opens maybe they all just walk through the door and that stops the fight and it's kirara megumi and panda and like Kirara's obviously being cool with Megumi, so the fight just stops there, and everyone has a conversation. That, that's probably how it'll go. 
I forgot that the uh, I forgot that the technique was was released, oh. but they walk in. Yuji's just yeah, like between like, some I doors, do like. <laughs> I do not want to be part of this. What'd uh, you say, Melo? She's like, I do not want to be pressed between these two. I do not want to just get like Wombo Combo Tag Team WWE Super Slam Witch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But wow, what a chapter. A lot to unpack. Um, and it keeps really, unpacking. That was that was hard to talk about. I feel like I feel like we still maybe didn't talk about that that technique enough, but but I feel I at least I feel at least I feel a little bit more comfortable in my understanding. I mean, I think I feel like. Mellow yeah. broke it down pretty simply, and yeah, he I was did. like, "Okay, yeah, uh, yeah, he did." Right. The, 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 like the compass rose thing was nice. The, what, what were similar, you saying? I like that she used the like similar, like she did the acrux things mm-hmm. um, on debris, right? Like, right. That's just brutal. Like avalanches of stuff. Card order your fucking send jaw, stuff. like <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, like. I wonder if there is a, um, I wonder, like, because, okay, so if they can just mark anything, is there, like, a, I don't know what term I'm looking for, maybe diminishing returns, is there some kind of, you know, stamina depletion when you mark something? Because this seems, like, way too powerful to just infinitely be able to slap shit and, like, and, and mark infinite things I mean, to have this kind of definite within the, effect within the confines of your cursed energy right like you right, have right, a, right. you have a reservoir right, right right like a certain limit of the cursed energy you have in any given altercation so yeah you'd yeah. think at a certain um, point she maybe would try and mark something and she just can't you know what i'm saying yeah. that's and one like, thing that i feel like oh sorry page 13 kind of covers that a little bit i think it's definitely limited to how much cursed energy she can output i think that is her stamina limit to infuse things because she's like i think contact must be made to place a star but karar never touched me or the rabbit escape only with divine dogs so instead of marking objects themselves karar marks cursed energy mm-hmm. to mark objects like the door or car with a star karara maybe karara has to charge them beforehand with someone's cursed energy like, the car has residual energy from someone other than Carrara. Oh, sure. Yeah, Assuming yeah, yeah. Assuming the technique doesn't have much range, there must be one more star. And then... Yeah. Uh, so, so, yeah, like, I was just... It, it's just one thing that I feel like we don't see a lot of in Jujutsu Kaisen, or maybe I just don't remember. But, like, we don't get a whole lot of dialogue related to how much um, cursed energy a certain technique takes. You know what I mean? Like, we see... You know, characters get exhausted after fighting for a while, but I don't remember, at least right now, any specific dialogue tied to like, I don't got too many more of these. You yeah, know what I mean? Or upper limits. Yeah, you know, upper limits of like how taxing your techniques actually are. You know what I mean? And I'm sure that there is a reserve that they all use and that they all tap into to do whatever when they're fighting. But like, if there was some kind of dialogue related to how, what kind of toll it takes to place a marking then that would make it feel a little bit more balanced because like she can fight you straight up she can square up with you like she has she has really good cursed energy control you know Mm -hmm. what i mean because this is obviously a not very physical technique it's a very um utility you know technique you know what i mean and she can still square up with you so or they can still square up with you so if 
if the, if you if, if you got all of that then like it seems a little unbalanced you know what i mean yeah. that you know if if, if the stamina you know aspect isn't that you know drastic for 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 mark placing i think it could be a little drastic and also it's a it's an ability that benefits from prep time sure so like she's she and hikari have been here for a minute yeah. they've they've buckled down they've battened down the hatches they're here for the long haul they're basically living here right. um so they have time to infuse the area with yeah. energy right yeah and i think that kind of supplements the or, or, or kind of balances like, out clings a little bit to the body or clings to items out over time as well sure. so like she's built up enough yeah because you can view you can definitely the prep time is a is a great point that is a great point we know from Toto that you can just imbue objects with cursed energy. So she could have walked around this whole roof just like that might boop, be her boop, car, boop, imbuing cursed energy into these objects, just yeah. a small little amount to make it so they have that little residual amount that Megumi's talking about. Mm -hmm. Right, right. And uh, yeah, and then she can just huck whatever the fuck she wants at you. And she did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just for sure. Shy of the fridge inside Akari's office, like. Yeah. Yeah. Tough stuff. Can't wait to switch perspectives back to Yuji and Hikari and see if we get like a similar kind of breakdown to, you know, to to Hikari's technique because the narration that nice. we get, I feel like is very rare for techniques. Uh, I don't want to mm -hmm. say rare, but I feel like there, it's fewer and farther between that we get, you know, omniscient narration explaining an ability. The last time I remember it was uh, nine to five. Or seven to three? Nope. We got another. We got another omniscient narration for a technique inside of uh, man. Why am I drawing a blank? The Zenin, the old Zenin clan head. Now Beto. Now Beto's technique uh, yeah. was explained. You know, with uh, with like superimposed narration, like over the scene, and not like internal monologue or just outright explained by the user themselves. So I feel uh, like yeah. when it's a technique like this, like you need the omniscient narration to like really break it down in ways that would be kind of um immersion breaking if uh if megumi had explained it the way that the narration did you know what i mean almost like, immersion breaking you yeah, know what i mean it's like how would i be able to see this and know exactly how it works that doesn't make sense right right um, so you get like the rudimentary like kind of like i kind of just figured it out breakdown from from Megumi and then just to double down you get the you know the narration box there just to to seal the deal hopefully <laughs> I do but. like that Karara like had that moment was like oh he figured out his face for the constellations they should be able to figure this out sigh <laughs> just I saw a comment uh saw a comment that I just remembered where someone was like I don't know what's more impressive the fact that Megumi figured all of this out or the fact that Gege thought it up <laughs> and it's like it made me laugh but it's like gege is the answer yeah <laughs> you know what is I mean? always the answer. yeah gege is always the answer but that's all i had for this chapter i don't know if you guys have anything more you wanted to Same. comment on or speculate on but i think that's about all i had as well all right then with that i think we can go ahead and move right into chapter 208 of dr stoney stoney science transcends humanity it's another one of those chapters where i'm like, <laughs> like right. just like holy shit man take your word for it raw math. <laughs> exactly just raw math <laughs> i'm like we you know nice what cover this chapter though 
Yeah, it's cool. Kaiju, Magna, and uh, Yuzuriha. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not sure why they chose to get them in there, but. Well, these are the all stars of the chapter, bro. I mean, True. yeah, these are these are the super MVPs of the chapter, pretty much. Straight up, and they're the ones. If they're the those are the three building the computer. Yes. Yeah. For so sure. for me, it's like yeah, good for them. Yeah, Math Olympics tourney. I saw that panel and I was like, oh man. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, well. Even more surprised when you see the participants at the end of the chapter, right? But yeah, it, it makes sense based on like the point they were trying to prove with the yes. computer and whatnot. But yes. uh, also funny how we just get these this kind of this recurring joke now with with Taiju's character here, where he's like, "Is it time for smartphones yet? Yeah. Like, are, we, are we making smartphones? What's up? I miss yeah. my Candy Crush. I yeah. miss my goddamn Clash of Clans. What are we doing?" <laughs> Because I think Taiji, I think Taiji might have been the one in the like first like phone like like in the arc where they first started using like phones with like the really long string connecting the mm -hmm. two, you know, soup cans or whatever. <laughs> the way we all used to you know talk to each other when we were kids or whatever, like that old phone. Yeah. Um, I think he was like once he rejoined the team. Um, after like the stone wars or whatever he was like you guys got phones and shit oh holy shit this is crazy i think he was like one of the main ones that was like smartphones yeah when we when are we gonna get the cellular ones when we when are we gonna upgrade that i think i remember that but senku's just like hey man we got a lot to do <laughs> yeah <laughs> we got more to worry about than that yeah in time in time i i like uh page three boy's uh description to launching from the earth to the moon is like trying a death-defying hole-in-one in golf you yeah. got the trajectory right the stone world needs a real computer yeah and i just like yeah that's fair like, yeah there's so much i think i saw a um a comparison of that maybe this isn't the right one but um if it is then it was like getting this trajectory correct is like shooting a you know a ball from like new york to california and getting like nothing but net Damn. <laughs> you know yeah yeah i think i saw oh, a comparison God. like that for for this exact moment on page three that's accurate yeah that's accurate i also yeah. love how like Psy, like this this chapter like size involvement in this chapter now that we've kind of like moved out of that um i don't want to say depressing but like now that we've moved out of that like initial storytelling for Sai where he's down in the dumps and doesn't want anything to do with Ryusui and that whole misunderstanding was kind of like you know helped out by Gen and you know what I mean and, and now that all of that stuff's over we're just getting like raw like awesome on the squad Sai and he fits right in Here yeah it's up, the you know get I mean? down to business montage like yeah love it yeah um I like that they literally just montage getting all these people out of the stone and feeding them and like scripting them to like do all that production. I yeah, like I'm glad that they montage that. Yeah. Um, I do we're at a like point them. now, like we say all the time, we're at a point now where it makes sense to montage like a lot mm -hmm. of the really technical, like high labor stuff because we've had so much of the storytelling dedicated to that in the earlier you know, in the earlier arcs when, when, when we were figuring out what the story of Dr. Stone was, we got all of that really tedious, you know, mundanity, you know what I mean, inside of what they were doing. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Uh, I like that moment on page three. He's like, ah, I don't care about the Mathlympics to be motivated. That's stupid. He's like, they say the winning team gets 100 million Dracos. They're like, all right, I'm motivated by greed. <laughs> yeah, they just start going crazy. <laughs> I'm from the old world full of capitalism. <laughs> yeah, give me my money. Gotta get that bag, even in the stone world. Yeah. No, it's it's funny. It's yeah. really great. Um. Can't tell you that I understand, like, any of this stuff from, like, page, like, five to the rest of the fucking chapter in the I explanation say, like, of stuff. Like, I get some stuff, but, like, for the, like, 10. once it all starts coming together, I'm like, okay, I think I'm supposed to get it by now, and I don't, like, feel really dumb right now, because I'm pretty sure they were trying to break this down as simply as they could, and I'm just like foaming at the mouth swirly eyed like bleh, like going and like shit mashal trying to study yeah or like going when he when when knuckle was explaining like hakuare apr to him in chimera <laughs> and he's just like out. just steam coming out the ears like a bunch oh, of equations absolutely. behind him and shit <laughs> i mean yeah. these things are so tiny in general like for sure like like i love the visual representation hidden within his thumb on page nine where he's just like we need to sew all these rings together and it's just a bunch of magnetic rings and it's like it's just astronomical like the, yeah. the amount of like like it's so tiny yeah. there's so many yeah okay and like that's fair this is where science transcends humanity <laughs> yeah. science do the thing you know yeah that's, that's yeah in more ways than one right because i know that the title is like linking back to you know how like senku's line of dialogue where he's like something made from scratch by people can end up transcending the human mind but like i feel like it's like you had another example right there <laughs> like yeah they're they're dummy small yeah yeah and you can uh. see his like you can almost see his fingerprints and shit. <laughs> like, yeah, 0.5 millimeters. How could you even hold that in your hand? I'd be like, I dropped it. Yeah, like it. It would literally like the oils on my finger. Like my hands would be clammy just because of the pressure, and that shit would just launch out of my fucking fingers. <laughs> it got lost inside my fingerprints. Yeah, <laughs> gone. It's gone forever. I'm the supercomputer now. <laughs> Dude, when I turned this page to this double spread and it was like 30 million, I was like, oh my oh. god, dude. Yeah, I mean, their faces are... <sighs> if I had to do that, I would cry too. Yeah, dude. Like, that is just so heartbreaking. What a number. <laughs> yeah. 30 million. The yeah. human brain doesn't even, like, comprehend those level of numbers. Yeah, I love the lineup for the... Um... I love the uh where is it where is it the lineup for the uh for the team like made for the job you know what i mean yuziriha handcrafts club watch technician inside of joel and then surgeon who is that luna luna we knew she was a surgeon i did not remember that personally but i was she like was yeah honestly, like she's yeah. not a surgeon but she went to like medical school i'm pretty sure oh, okay the, is what we got oh maybe so she was, she was like an rna or maybe maybe she was going to be a surgeon or something like that and then got petrified or something i don't know but like this felt like really good i was like surgeon fuck yeah hi <laughs> i'm luna and i'm studying via cna <laughs> yeah man yeah this uh this was a lot but the one thing that i one thing that i appreciate about the rocket ship building 
is that like it takes it feels like it's going to take like multiple arcs to build you know like you get an arc for like one aspect of you know the mission and then another arc like if there's not going to be any conflict because everyone's petrified and everyone who's not petrified is on the team then like these are the kind of like little arcs that we're going to get from milestone to milestone as we mm-hmm. build the rocket i love how they're not like just like really fast tracking the rocket you know what i mean because this is senku's entire motivation essentially besides rebuilding humanity before petrification he wanted to build a rocket he wanted to go to the moon you have to spend time on that as chapter one yeah exactly you know like as as slow as it might seem that it's going um the storytelling is still just off the charts and like you're totally here for it i mean like if you're this far in dr stone and you're waiting for fights (laughs) <laughs> you know what i mean i don't i don't really Wait know anyone yeah Wait i don't really i don't really know anyone who has complained in that way but i guess i'm kind of just like thinking about what i just said and it's like does like what we're here for of course is going to be yeah. like this but like still you know what i mean the fact that how how long they're taking on each individual like segment you know or obstacle of creating you know the the rocket it feels really good as as much as they're montaging a lot of the you know the really tedious work as they should in my opinion it still seems like it's going at a, a relatively, you know, slow pace compared to literally any other invention that they've had to make. And obviously this is the biggest thing that they've ever had to make and the most important. So it all makes sense. And I just love how good it feels in that way. They're showcasing at appropriate pace, I right. feel. Yeah, absolutely. This drawing of this computer at the end, I wasn't ready to see it like big and built and shit. You know what I mean? Like I knew, right. I knew that that's what they were going for. But like until I turned the page... I like turned the page into the double spread for calculator requ- acquired, and I was like, wait, 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 did I miss something? And it's like, nope, it's all there. It just wasn't showing you the big picture, you know what I mean? And the way that it was composed into Magna just pressing the button and getting the answer, I was like, now how are you going to explain Magna being a fucking math genius suddenly? And then I turn the page, and it's like, oh, he's using the computer, and that's what this whole thing is for. I like felt so dumb. I was like, okay, so it's kind of like, you know, when they put the, you know, chess champions up against literal computers, you know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. kind of like calling back to like those kind of things, you know, or what was that? I don't remember what it was in, but like it was like uh, or maybe it was just literal history. Mark Henry, the railroad guy making the railroads versus like the machine that makes railroads. Is that like Futurama or something? Am I misremembering this? No, I think that's a real <laughs> life thing. Yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't like. I can't remember. I think off but the top of my head. Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it like it reminded me of that, and I was like, oh, so that's what's going on here. And then I go back, and then like, yeah, and I'm like, okay, this shit is perfect, dude. I love that. I do Stone. like that. They're <laughs> like as kind of um, proof of progress yeah. thing. They have this Math Olympics. They have Senku yeah. and Sai and Chrome, like the smartest, you know, um, calculating type people. Right. And then they just have Magna, and they're like, Magna's the dumbest of us. He's literally the dumbest out of all of us. But he could press a button. (laughs) And he can press those buttons and beat us. Yeah. We've got a damn good computer. Yeah, we And the thing is, they're not even done. Like, I like that moment where they're just like, uh, what's that phrase? So there's 30 million uh, magnets in there. It's like, we don't work that quickly. So if that's what a few thousand gets, it's just imagine the finished product. Yeah, and I love that. uh, 
that's one thing that I appreciate about Dr. Stone is that they do try to fast track things. But then whenever things are going too fast, they make sure they come back and say, no, 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 that's that that's that's not the whole thing. You know what I mean? Like that's that's just enough for this stretch of storytelling. We still got a lot more to do, but we got to make this shit interesting. <coughs> we can't fast track all 30 million. We got to show some progress on the way. And like that was really cool because I definitely thought I was like, damn, they made all 30 million of those. And he's like, hey, 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 calm down. No, no, no. It was only a couple thousand. And I was like, fuck, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I like that they basically invented banks out of convenience. Yeah, banks now. Wow, like, you sweet we bank. Gotta... Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like how it's just, it's totally fake. <laughs> it's fake yeah, money. for sure. It doesn't mean sure. anything. It's just there to motivate the couple people from the previous world. Right, right. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> yeah, dude. The other people it. are like, yeah, we're doing it for the dream. And they're like, well, I want money. Yeah, <laughs> here's money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ghosts. Spend we, it, I guess. We got you. Just give us the product we need. <laughs> Senku Intelligent One. Uh, what do you mean? Where? Oh, that's yep. The name, that's the, the name oh, of the, the computer. Title of the ST One. Yeah, yeah. I, I literally was like, "What are you talking about?" And I just read it for the first time. It's that PI never... calculator. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> the T One calculator. Oh sure. Texas Instrument. Oh, yeah. yeah, Texas Instrument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude, I found that while digging up my old crap and i was just like holy shit i remember i got in trouble for like i remember i got in trouble for like writing profanity in like the really advanced ones that you got in like high school or whatever like back when you would like it was beyond like just boobs you know what i mean and like what you could do on like a little one like there was it was the bigger ones that like had the big backs in them and you could literally go in and just uh, type shit there (laughs) was was a kid at my school who um yeah basically programmed like doom Oh wow! Like, he, he got in trouble for trying to get like programming Doom into it, and he's oh just my like, god! Like, Let him do like, that! What the fuck? Yeah. Y'all are mad at him for this? And I'm just like, yeah, he's smart. He like this guy is beyond our class. He doesn't need. That's anything. why they're <laughs> mad. That's why they're mad because he was shitting on the teachers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, some kids are just like, good at math. Yeah, he put Doom on a calculator. That's insane. I'm gonna, I'm gonna YouTube that now. <laughs> that I want to see if he actually succeeded because I don't know if that was possible or not. But he told me he was gonna try, and I'm like, yeah. "All right, cool." Yeah. No, I'm sure. Oh man, I'm sure you could do all types of shits on 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 you know crazy calculators now. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like if I was in 2007 typing like whole paragraphs in a calculator, then yeah, <laughs> I'm sure that I'm sure it's there. I'm sure the possibility is there if you just know how mm-hmm. to with the wires or whatever or i don't know or fuck with some combination of buttons but yeah um technology blows your mind every yeah, time for sure i don't think i have anything else for dr stone this week though it's it's hard to dissect because i don't understand certain aspects of it <laughs> right. in, a, in a in a nuanced degree yeah like curse techniques sure I can kind of magical thinking my way through that. That yeah, makes but, sense. But this, but this is, is like actual technical stuff. Hard like, physics yeah, and math. So it's like this is a thing. It, yeah. it is. Uh, one could say irrefutably. Yeah, thing. there's like no speculation involved at all. There's no yeah. like yeah. <laughs> but great chapter though. Love it. Yeah, Can't wait to see the next one. Clean art. Clean art of, as usual. Very, as always. Yeah, as always. Absolutely. But yeah. Always, always crisp. Always, always. Beautiful panels of the characters here on the last two, on the last double spread. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that it's a double spread. I think it's actually two pages. Um, Yeah, it is. I think it is just two pages, yeah. But it's like the way that it's drawn, like, makes it seem like it kind of, like, all is all in one. But, yeah, there is yeah. that divider. 
Yeah, that's all I had as well. Well, with that, I think we can go ahead and jump right into chapter 75 of Mush Shooter, Mosh Burn Dead, and the interesting interview. Loved this chapter, dude. Did you? I loved it because it came back to, like, even though we've kind of, I've kind of had issues with the last couple of chapters of Mashal, going back into this one that has, like, world building and, like, new concepts being introduced, I feel like is something that I was missing from Mashal in this form. Like, we definitely learned things, you know what I mean, in the last couple of chapters that we didn't know before, but when it's presented in this way, like, with the Servant Beast and the Servant Beast dialogue about the uh the the mad gin and shit i was like oh yeah give me all of this shit you know what i mean and it's not just because of like action or whatever it's literally like the storytelling is now like kind of going back to you know a deeper you know um more nuanced you know kind of atmosphere which is just better for speculation and conversation than you know raw comedy slice of life chapters you know what i mean and there's now that i think about it there's really no, no issues that I had with the last chapter. All of the complaints kind of came out of the conclusion of the Innocent Zero arc. But, like, coming back into this, this feels this feels great again. You know what I mean? So, even, you know, even with MASH, probably... Like, I hope that... Like, I, I really hope that this order fight is more than charts. macaron like off the charts you know what i mean because macaron was disappointing to a lot of people i think i think i want to say myself included at the end of the day you know I what i mean just because of how it, built you know? up that was but now we have another built up character that's legitimately you know like a villain or antagonist or you know He's something very antagonistic yeah you know what i mean so like i think i think komoto will give this one a little bit more because like everyone's been waiting to see what's cracking with this order matel cat you know what i mean especially in direct opposition to mash so i hope mm -hmm. it's not as um i hope it's not like a one one chapter like relatively low effort thing you know what i mean yeah i think it's interesting that they went straight to the bureau of magic because yeah. of the innocent zero thing they're like hey it's 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 a little like um the my hero thing after like the nomu incidents where they're like hey this was a thing and we need to respond to that so like we're gonna fast track this uh examination let's go put him up yeah 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 i like Wahlberg's kind of like warning and he's like if they deem you unfit you will not proceed be vigilant just like hey watch out i know yeah. they're gonna try to mess with you kid right Definitely, yeah um, i didn't think it was gonna come this quick though with this this servant beast i was like yeah. I, I sure thought of him as like a um a like that little green dude you see in the hunter exam who's beans kinda, yeah beans, beans like i literally like right before you said that thought of beans as well yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was a, he seemed like a beans type character to me where he's just like oh yeah i'm your jovial fucking uh instructor here just here to tell you about the situation hello and i'm your maitre d activated yeah but yeah page turn was drastic I, on this I beast love, form i love yeah. i love zero zero eight's design yeah like, that's super cool. good reminds me of like fenrir from yeah. norse mythology which yeah, i'm sure kind of like ties into you know the the mythology aspect of just magic in this series in general i bet like, you if we go through the series we'll see all kinds of like nods to big jabra know. energy yeah yeah i like yeah, i too. like the chains as earrings because he is uh, like even though he's an artificial being he is like a sort of slave right and i'm just like that's 
that's really cool integrated design that isn't like super ham fisted like yeah oh he has a literal collar around his neck or something like that yeah i'm just like okay not as familiar with norse lore as like any of the other pantheons that i'm interested in mm-hmm. but i'm pretty sure i remember that fenrir. <coughs> pretty sure i remember that fenrir uh has chains related to him as well to some degree for some well, reason the thing with, with fenrir is that they tried to chain him up mm-hmm. uh, i think two did they had to do they had to run this trial like three times they tried to chain him up and he would keep breaking the chains and eventually they had this magic um ribbon made that was supposedly you know imbued with magical energy that would be powerful enough to subdue him and you know keep him tied up but by that time they had schemed and plotted on him and tried to chain him up a few times so he was weary of him mm-hmm. and so the god tier the one-handed god tier agreed that if they were trying to play a trick on Fenrir, he would let him bite his arm off. Mm, and that's why Tyr has so, one arm. Oh so shit! He, he stuck his he stuck his wrist in Fenrir's mouth, and they tied the ribbon around him. And yeah. he fucking you know started wilding out, realized he couldn't get out, and so he fucking bit Tyr's arm. arm off. Yo, and, uh, um, yeah. They say. Fact. I mean, it's it's also in the lore that Tyr probably could have gotten away with you know keeping his arm, but he is also a god that is associated with like honor and the law really heavily and justice so he Mm -hmm. was like this This is is fair payment this is this is fair payment exactly fire um yeah equivalent exchange yeah i bet you we get a tier type dude what'd you say son of uh fenrir is the is a beast of chaos um one of the heralds for like the end of the world and Mm. uh is the son of loki yep son of loki i think his daughter is hell Mm-hmm. Their siblings, yeah, Fenrir and Hell are siblings, yeah, exactly. Maybe we'll get a Hell character. Who knows? I like. I definitely am like so down for like more mythology references. You know what I mean in Mashal. And if this is if this is one, you know, then which I'm pretty sure I'm pretty confident that it is. Then like I'm so here for it. Like give me more of this shit. <laughs> Every chapter, fuck it. <laughs> Dude, this was like a kind of like sad section of the like chapter. Yeah, it was super like, feelsy. Like this is like this was one of the chapters that I was like, ah, I feel really bad for 008. Yeah, for sure. Like, in like such a quick amount of time too because it's like so mm-hmm. relatable. You know what I mean? And at least in the this like the like the sympathy aspect of it, it's like we read mm-hmm. so much about slavery in just like in fiction and non-fiction you know what i mean so it's like seeing this panel on the bottom of 11 like it might understand our language but it only has animal intelligence i was like oh shit here we go you need to shut up and just do what we say know your place slave and it's like oh of course he's gonna fuck with mash after this you know what i mean even though as quick as it was like it was just so well delivered you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and they say that these servant beasts serve their masters so like those lines are coming from Orter. yeah that's yeah. very revealing about who he is and how he views hierarchies and where other people line themselves up on the, that hierarchy <coughs> yeah like he's a person that demands a hierarchy be enforced yeah yeah and it's just like oof Brutal. Page page seven, he's like, we're cursed so that we cannot lay a hand upon our masters, so we obediently serve them in exchange. And, like, that line of, like, dialogue, I was like, okay. I was like, this is cool. I was like, this is really fucking cool. I like this. And I think what, like, 
didn't make me think about it all too much is like in exchange you know like the like you know like when he says like that it like sounds like it's like almost mutual you know what i mean like when 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 um when 008 is explaining it you know what i mean and then it comes back to like mash isn't the sharpest tool in the shed but like his gut feelings like lead him in like the right direction pretty much every mm -hmm. time you know what i mean so like it makes sense that he'd be like okay so what i got from that is that you don't want to be doing this which makes all the sense in the world and that is totally a way that you can take that and that is the way that 008 really meant it you know what i mean but he's just reciting his lines basically going through the motions doing his job you know what i mean so the way that like the first explanation of it sounds cool and then the later explanation of it is sad while all being the same thing was just like really well executed by komoto yeah multiple narrators kind of thing where it's yeah. just like this gives you a full-fledged idea of exactly how it is like 008 lived his life in servitude like and like people that are stuck in any sort of like abusive situation tend to borrow the language and phrases of their oppressor their mm. abuser so that they can communicate what's happening to them without uh expecting reprisals like just you do it everyone does like um so it's a really fucked up way that people can get trained in everyday life yeah but then uh obviously order comes through here at the end of the chapter smacks up buddy and uh yeah. basically I was I was like, damn, oh shit, he got smacked up. Fuck. I thought it was Mosh that did it for a second. Uh, I was like, no, that doesn't make sense. Why would he just smack him after he fucking Yeah. <laughs> ah, here's some emotional stimulation and then I'm a ah, sneaky when you're off guard type shit. <laughs> Mash yeah. is that guy. It looked like a little sandblast. Like it's hard to see. Right. I think that order's ability is um sand disintegration in sand. Cause like on page 19, he creates a cloud out of it. He shakes a cloud out of his, like, cape and wand. Mm -hmm. And, like, when he's fighting the Majin things, they look like they have big holes and lots of smoke. And Yeah, because if you look at the flashback, like, 15, like, they definitely yeah. have little, like, tendrils of, like, aura coming out of their, like, bony, mm -hmm. you know, design or whatever. But then you turn to page to win... You turn the page to an order beats one and that aura now looks like you know motherfuckers disappearing after the thanos yeah. snap you know what i mean it's that like dusty particulate particle, yeah yeah particle effect that you know implies disintegration so yeah i at first i was just like well yeah obviously he's like dusty and cloudy and sandy he's like the sand cane or whatever it is <laughs> that he was but like the dis this the disintegration factor of it is like really cool i wonder how that works in like with sand though it was cool, yeah. though, yeah, to see, obviously, this new concept introduced in the Majin, which is something that we've never heard about before, but... Uh, like, evil genies? Well, especially yeah. since they're, like, apparently such a serious threat, like, you'd think maybe we would have heard something about them, but... Yeah. It was cool to say, to see, like, oh, yeah, this dude took out six of them. Yeah. But... Yeah, there's always that, um... There's always that, you know... I don't want to say Dragon Ball, you know what I mean? Kind of, like like uh you know like when you when you're watching dragon ball and you're like okay frieza is the universe's biggest tyrant and 
you know what i mean like like we knew that frieza was like that deal in the universe like once outer you know outer um or uh universal you know threats were kind of being introduced like beyond sayings we were like okay so this mm -hmm. is the one that they were all kind of you know worried about and like dealing with and he was in the background for a long time before he pulled up and then he was beaten and then the farther you get in dragon ball all of these more you know these bigger universal cosmic threats are pulling up that like no one literally ever mentioned in the series before they were conceptualized and like put into the story you know what i mean so it like makes you kind of feel like oh that's that feels kind of weird you know what, what I mean? happened so to like, frieza though yeah like every yeah <laughs> ever since then yeah like ever since then like whenever i notice that you know in comics i always like think back to like dragon ball and yeah like this one i mean it like, makes sense in some instances with like characters that could have like come up you know yeah. maybe they weren't on the radar yet but then with you know then you get into the realm of like yeah. super shit where it's like gods of destruction yeah it's like it should have definitely universal been about overseeing well, like organization but also mash is less like, than 100 chapters and like we've never had like specific dialogues i don't think about like you know all of the biggest baddest things in the verse you know what i mean like we could, we talk about Innocent Zero, he's like the main bad guy. We're all focusing on him or whatever, and then anybody else that pulls up, it's like, oh yeah, I know that guy, or oh yeah, meet this guy, he's this, or you know, this person over here is known for that. You know, like as we meet him, it's cool when it's early. You know what I mean? And I do think that it is still early enough for Mashal to where we can start getting concepts and getting information and name drops like these, and it's still not going to be like, hmm wonder why they didn't bring them up before you know what i mean because they never like you know had like the war room discussion about like all of the universes or the world's biggest threats before so it's fine in my opinion yeah uh one thing they did to like kind of like get perspective on scale is that the majin um top class human magic users have the same energy as an average majin so like they're just like a prime wizard yeah kind of level of scope and ability yeah, yeah and but... and you want to know what no now that no because something like this you'd think you'd hear about it in like a class or something you think you'd hear like a ghost story about these things from like you know some other you know classmate or something or some other member of the school you know what i mean like these things are scary if an average one you know has the power of a top class of a visionary mage, yeah you know, you know yeah. what i mean yeah like like that's yeah no i i think i agree with you eagle yeah it's tricky yeah it is um, tricky one of the things that i thought was interesting about this is they're like um his name is order mm -hmm. and i was just looking at him uh and he just like looks like a bastard harry potter so potter order kind of a little bit similar little, 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 like or, his... order of the phoenix no i'm kidding yeah <laughs> um, but there's this one line that i thought was really interesting like page six page 17 it's a human's inborn talent that determines their ability intelligence that athletic ability even up. magic yes effort allows you to unlock nur and nurture that talent however you must first be blessed talent master order passes possesses the talent to rise above all in this world of magic yeah. and i was thinking to myself like okay so like they're really pushing the idea of like mm, i have magic and that's natural to me so i'm the best but i'm like we now know that mash his body was made from the beginning yeah. to be a physically durable enough vessel <clears throat> to survive a transplant of souls by innocent zero right so like if we're talking about innate got like born ability yeah 
matches those slouches. Yeah, for either. sure. So for sure. Like, I'm waiting. Yeah. And he's absolutely. just like, yeah. Oh, he's like, it's like, oh, you think you're special because you have talent? Yeah, I was born this way too. Yeah. <laughs> and this, this this line of dialogue in this um in this narration from uh 008 talking about order and like this um that you're bringing up here you must first be blessed with talent that whole thing it's it's given me big like one punch man villain vibes where they like really hype the dude up like with their feats and their epithets and you know all of the mentions of how capable they are right before they get dusted like low effort you know what i mean mm -hmm. so it's kind of worrying i don't think komodo's gonna do it but like just like with the parallels to one punch man that we kind of already have inside of mashal and like just the history of the story in general especially coming out of macaron it's like seeing this on page 17 had me like oh my god they're hyping this dude up way too much before he fights mash <laughs> i was like dude i really need this to be I mean, I don't need it to be something different. You know, it's Mashal. You know what I mean? It's it's done a pretty good job of telling us what kind of story it's trying to tell. But I guess, like, sometimes I feel like the ways that it kind of subverts my expectations inside of a comedy series that, like, you know, because it does get serious. And it does, mm -hmm. you know, like, lean into, you know, its serious concepts pretty often, especially coming out of the last couple of arcs. You know what I mean? So, like, those atmospheres have been there. So I, I guess that makes me think that, you know when it makes sense they'll stick to that but then like you literally just never know you know what i mean mm -hmm. like it can it can literally flip a switch at any time and from serious to comedic you know what i mean so whatever komodo you know whatever decision komodo wants to make in regard to the conclusion of this conflict we just kind of have to like wait and see we can't really use the history of the series to kind of guess anything because of how volatile it is in that way you know what i mean so mm -hmm. i thought uh when you said it's like, oh yeah, it's a little bit like, um, a little bit like uh, One Piece. I was like, yeah, I could see that because you go from sixteen, seventeen, and go straight coming to for you. eighteen. When yeah. he's like, golly, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love I that. Like, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a one, that's a One Punch Man, right? Pivot. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That is definitely right a One Punch Man ass page turn. Master Order possesses the talent to rise above all in this world of magic okay golly yeah you know it's like literally like boris wow, or Saitama. Right? yeah wow <laughs> but i like wow. how the difference it, you know <laughs> yeah the the difference wow. in national is that like usually other people are telling you about how tight characters are it's not that they themselves going like i'm this from this area with this power and these feats and this history and this acclaim you know what i mean like it's usually in one punch man they're talking themselves up but I want to say, like, at least with this example here and maybe other examples that we can look back into the series for, I feel like we always get secondhand information about how strong a character or, you know, an enemy is. Mm -hmm. Which is cool. I like, yeah. I like that Order doesn't mince words. He's like, I can't accept you. Mm -hmm. um, it takes one exception to collapse the system. We don't need you. I alone am enough. And I'll show you. Um, yeah very straightforward Tight. brusque to the point um the idea that like it takes one exception to collapse the system everything is in its place and just looking at his face like his uh lines yeah it looks like bricks almost like like a like a very square like uh... and i was wondering if he his whole thing is that he is the brick wall kind of thing hey i mean you can definitely tie it to like how malleable sand is sand castles 
you know what i mean how like, inflexible he is yeah in comparison you, to his ability you could maybe even like try to argue that like the shape of his line is indicative uh, you could probably tie it back to sandcastles in some way i don't know oh you like know, those just, buckets yeah like you know like when you, ah, you know, bucket, yeah. yeah yeah you know what i mean like it's got that like skyline you know that sandcastle skyline like outline or whatever yeah, yeah. i could see that that's cool do you think he's gonna do a sir crocodile and just we'll probably see like the yeah. full range of sand techniques you know what i mean like that that we've ever seen like we'll probably see some like tof style stuff we'll see some like, well, maybe be not, interesting maybe not inside of like impact what'd you really say hard. it absorbs impact like sand would absorb impact a lot so yeah like, this yeah. might be a really bad matchup yeah. for <clears throat> mash that was, that was one of spider-man's um, problems fighting sandman you know what i mean it's yeah like, and wall of sand like, what, what what's gonna happen and it's just like is there gonna be an intervention by a third party and be like hey you're supposed to interview them not murder them because you don't like them right like is there that moment where it's just like Wahlberg on, or the other blonde visionary steps in possibly yeah it's just like hey man you're not fulfilling your job as an adjudicator yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, hey, you're not actually taking this seriously. You're just here to sell your own personal shit. Yeah, for sure. Hmm. I think uh, I think that's about it for this Marshall chapter, though. Yeah, yeah, loved it. Loved it. Can't wait for the next one. Um, Straight to the point. Hit me some feels. Poor yeah. 008. Yeah, yeah, like, poor 008 for real. This chapter had like everything in it that I love about Marshall, so no complaints really from me. Yeah. Big Beans vibes from 008 in his chibi form. Absolutely. But yeah, I think I'm good too. All right. Well, with that, I think we can go ahead and move right into chapter 304 of Black Clover. Reality and magic. And How uh, do we feel? This is a decent chapter, I guess. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. It's obviously some wonky shit that went down that I'm sure not a lot of people wanted to happen. Um... I don't know. I'm sure we are all kind of hoping for a little bit of stakes consequence and stake, you know, stake stuff from this chapter. But gosh, you know, cool guy still wanted you to die, dude. (laughs) No offense. No offense. You were cool. dude. Pretty sweet. Still want him to die. This chapter Um, doesn't even feel real. Like it feels like it it literally feels like a genre shift, right? Like the way they're interacting, like, oh, how can I face my brother? How can I face Asta? How can I face my sister? Gaja, I love you. Yeah. You know, that stuff. (laughs) It it literally feels like a rom com switch, like Comey cannot communicate kind of stuff. Right? It just (laughs) I was just like where was all that tension? They're like, we're gonna die ah, from hell's heart. I stab at thee. And then like, it just changed into like a rom-com moment. I was like, I, it was because I read the chapter before and I usually read the chapter before and then the follow-up chapter yeah. to the thing just to be like, Hey man, like where is this going from last week? And like, right. it, oh, I had whiplash. Dude. <laughs> I had to read the chapter again. Like it, like it legitimately like didn't, I was like this, I was like the, no, it feels like Tom and Dad, his little cousin, come in and write a fanfic chapter. <laughs> a little bit. Really, it was the, the biggest miss of the chapter for me, like a missed opportunity. You want to get moment. in here? Come on in here. We fought in this shit anyway. Go that, ahead. Go uh, crazy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> biggest missed opportunity for me on something that could have been a really awesome moment as far as like character goes 
is, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm fine with real surviving at least. Charlotte, I'm neither here nor there about really. And Gaja, I was hoping that to, to, to kind of reinforce the stakes of this arc and like have some consequence. I was hoping that he would die, especially based on his injuries. I'm like, yo, yeah. But I also think that this moment between him and Lolo Pechka could have been like really fucking awesome based on just like the art of this panel, like on which page on page five, uh, four, five, page yeah. four and five. Yes. Like he could, if he would have just been like queen Lolo Pechka, I'm so glad you're safe. And they let him finish that line of dialogue. And right as he says that, just that <laughs> magic yeah. explode, that explosion of life force out of him. And he just boom. And then like, that could have been a really badass moment yeah. or not badass, but just like, yeah, emotional. Would feel right, and I'm. Cool and maybe with... they could throw in, you know, the bit about like, oh, you know, since, since way back then, you know, I never realized, but I've always loved you, and then he, uh, you know, falls out or whatever. But yeah, I'm know. I'm cool with real and Charlotte surviving. Like that's all fine, but like Gaja's like a super side character. Like why did he, he need to he live? Got smoked. Like that was your that was your perfect opportunity to show. Like he was just at that point where he was just significant enough. You know what I mean? To have an impactful death in this yes. war arc. You know, to what have I mean? it matter to the character, but not so war. much to, or to, to have it matter reader. to us, to have it matter to the, the reader. To the characters yeah, is involved. What I like, yeah, like all that shit. Like he was right in that sweet spot to where like his death just made sense right there. You know what I mean? His like, death made sense. And it, and it would have hit. Yeah, and everyone else could survive, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, cool. But like, don't do all of that for Gaja. Because it's like, Rill didn't have a gaping watermelon sized hole in his solar plexus. Fucking Charlotte yeah. didn't convert all of her <clears throat> fucking life energy into an attack and like burn her shit out. You know what I mean? Like this yeah. motherfucker got garroted and like converted all of his life energy into mana and blew and it away. And was curse poisoned and like they dragged yeah. him out for the fight. They dragged him out for the fight. Why'd like, you need right, to cool. save him? And like. I know that, like, for a lot of the Black Clover fans out there, they're going to be like, these guys are just shitting on it. But, like, <laughs> it, this is a war, and I really expected some deaths. I saw more deaths when the white midnight eye attacked the cat Clover Capital. You know? Like, like I saw more people dying? dying in the streets <laughs> There, oh sure like yeah. in the background but like yeah. even in spade kingdom that's not really shown we had that one um we kind of <clears throat> had that one scene at the beginning of spade where xenon went to diamond and just decimated their shit it was like one of like the the most drastic cliffhangers probably in the arc because mm -hmm. we literally had no information and this dude just took out an entire area you know what i mean by himself you know what i mean it's like that shit was wild you know what i mean yeah i don't think they died maybe they did they probably did you know what i mean i don't think it was ever stated but like they look pretty fucked up but i mean like who know like you don't really know what looking dead means in black clover you know what i mean yeah i mean i don't know I, the only reason i don't really like get super 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 upset about this is like I don't know, me personally, like, I know we've had many conversations about this on the podcast as far as, like, what we kind of all look for in different certain types of series or whatever. Sure. Yeah. But I always kind of bring myself back to a, to a place where I'm like, okay, this is kind of weird, but at the same time, you read other series where, ne you know, people don't necessarily die, like, One Piece obviously comes to mind. 
sure. there are certain situations in One Piece even where it's like, man, this person really should have died. Yeah. Or even when you said, like, it's a war, people are going to die. Like, you think back to Alabasta, Luffy says the same thing to Vivi. Like, this is mm -hmm. a war, there's going to be casualties. Mm -hmm. Nobody really dies even then, yeah. other than yeah. probably fodder, like, soldiers in the armies or whatever, but... You get stakes and consequences there's in like other areas in One Piece, in though. The, there, yeah, in One Piece, there's always that passive, like, stake building in the opposing forces of the world, or, like, even the world government itself, like, as far as corruption goes, and their, like, level of um, attention, let's say, towards Luffy. Yeah. Uh, and just how information spreads in One Piece. It's like, if if, if a pirate, and, like, so many characters are intermingled with each, like, are, are intertwined with each other. It's like if a news coup drops down and you hear some shit about what happened in the last arc, one character might want to capitalize on what they think to be an opportunity inside of that situation. So you'll have people coming in trying, like, you, you, you have all of those kind of thoughts in, like, the back of your mind, you know, like, because the world is just that big and so many characters matter and they have so many opposing goals and motivations and so many pasts that are involved you know like or so many um you have all these crazy pasts and histories between these characters you know what i mean so it's like you never know what can happen in one piece whenever anything goes down you know what i mean but in black clover it's very black and white these motherfuckers were supposed to die and mimosa just hand waved it you know what i mean like it's cool whatever it's foreshadowed or whatever that you know they're saying about it like you foreshadowed it doesn't mean it's good though <laughs> you can foreshadow trash bro you know like just own it you know what i mean like like it being foreshadowed isn't enough to save this you know what yeah i mean, like, I this mean is I thought very, it was very anticlimactic very cringy in my opinion i i liked the build-up the like desperation of like trying absolutely everything trying to heal them i i really liked it like you know it's like they did the right thing they worked so hard we just can't let them die like the you know the, the cycle of death where they, they don't, um, you know, anger, denial, bargaining, all that stuff. Like, no, if we could just do a little more, if we could just do a little more, I think that they could have had, like, a lot of emotional impact. And then, like, even, like, Noct is just, like, like, I really liked Noct's line on page eight where it's, like, not everyone who's right is necessarily rewarded for it. That's reality. Yeah, that was fire. And, yeah, it's like, and then fire. him saying, and then him saying, although I did want them to be rewarded, and if they had just let Gaja die at that point, all of those like four pages of, of emotional setup would have had a payoff. Right. And that's like my big um, bugaboo. That's my big curmudgeon about it. Like, yeah. like, I like Black Cover in a sense that like, it's a very like easy to read, easy reading, like feel good series. Like, I think that like Mimosa's line, like, Let's overrule reality. After all, that's what magic does. And I think that this is, like, one of the most unabashed taglines for the series. Like, if you could say, yeah. hey, what's one line from the series that would that sum up this series? I would use this line on page 11. <laughs> Let's overrule, overrule reality. That's what magic does, right? Boom. It's a hard line. I'm not going to lie. It's like, that's a tight line of dialogue. It was just, like, so that's poorly that... placed. <laughs> You know uh, what I that's, mean? That's something. Well, I don't know. That's something to me that was like, okay, makes yeah. sense. I mean, yeah, like it's the only way it can make sense to uh, me. It, it, honestly, like in the moment, it's like that's just not what you say here. You know what I mean? Like, other, like that's like I like that this page right here, like this like panel 
we'll just overrule reality after all that's what magic does right it's like that's fine that's so black clover that feels great but saying that after you just hand waved like all of the damage that like multiple chapters were building up as legitimate it's it awkward it's like awkward like deflation. that like yeah like don't don't put that there you know what i mean like say that literally like any other time in the war room while you're trying to like rally everyone you know what i mean or something martha? like that yeah My <laughs> yeah name is martha. wait what, what 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 does that mean that doesn't mean anything what what are you yeah, fight each other what yeah are you doing? it's just like it's so it, like i did not like that page like at yeah. all um i wonder if it's like like, I do like the art for Mimosa, like, page 9 to page 10. Yeah. Like, it's very, um, Midsommar. <laughs> oh, yeah, bit. I never it saw reminded, that movie. It reminded me of Midsommar where she has, like, the giant flower crown. I'm like, all right, that's pretty cool. Like, I like <laughs> that. That art's pretty tight. Great drawing. Um, <clears throat> um, I don't know why Noct is, like, naked half naked uh i think because he like got his ass whooped a bunch or whatever mm. like lost like his clothes like in the fight against uh nama and lilith i think mm. is who are the are the demons that uh or the devils that he was fighting yeah I or whatever i think he just yeah i think he just got his clothes blown off in that but i do like at page eight he has those little wiggly little hands and it reminds me of truth from full metal Alchemist. yeah yeah fuck yeah Hell yeah. But yeah, it definitely was kind of a a genre change. Yeah, dude, it was weird. Or it's like, it was it's just like weird in the middle of all of this. Queen, but as yeah. a woman, that I fell for you is. And they're just like, there's still a third dude we gotta kill. <laughs> yeah, it's just like a very weird tone shift to inject mm -hmm. um, after all of that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this is. This I understand feels wrong wanting a, a happy places. ending. Yeah, for sure, for that. sure. But it's like you still got more to do but here. You and set it's like... up the sad ending. Yeah, like you straight up put all you you built ten miles of track leading towards a sad, bittersweet ending, and then you went with like coffee with extra sugar and cream, and I'm like, <laughs> this is not what I ordered. Yeah, and it, it just like makes the cliffhanger like it makes the last page just like not matter to me like <laughs> at all. You know what I mean? Because it's like. Uh... I think he looks kind of cool, the the bad guy. Uh, he reminds, like, all his tentacles and stuff remind me of uh, Ivy from Soul Calibur. Oh, sure. Oh, fuck so, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like a spinal segmented sword blades. Yeah. Or Xenon's form is fire. Octopus. Dude, he looks yeah, like Dr. Octopus on him. Yep, a little bit of that. Yeah, Xenon, Xenon's Peter. form is fire. Yeah, Z Xenon's form is, is great. I love that. But, man, it's like, am I supposed to be worried for you, know? And and Langris? Not anymore. Am I don't. I, feel I mean, not that I, not long. that I really was originally, but like, see, this is my, this is my thing. I don't feel it's like what I've been saying, like since Witch Forest. Like, I don't feel the stakes in Black Clover. I'm there's no tension. I'm never worried about anything. We have too many examples of things just going the way they need to, like all the and even when they seem like they're not going the way that they need to there's enough examples in the story to let us know that it's still going to be okay. You know what I mean? Like at mm -hmm. the end of the day. And like, if they can, if they even save Gaja, <laughs> like what, like why should I care about Xenon versus Langris? And like Yuna? the only way that's going to be scary is if they kill Mimosa first. Right. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if they like, if they neutralize Mimosa, target the healer. Yeah, if they if they if no. they if they aggro Mimosa and 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 stun Locker and like just like remove her from whatever, then just all fatality. of a sudden like stakes kind spy. of start to come back because you don't have this you know, this this perfect healer you know available. But still, like even without that, like Mimosa hasn't been here for like Most a lot of, of like shit that's happened in Black Clover. You know what I mean? Like they find a way. They find mm -hmm. a way to save everyone. They find a way to keep them from having long-lasting consequences. I mean, besides Fuego Leon and, yeah. Ju and Julius. You know what I mean? Those are two but pretty Julius good examples. Julius turned into a child, of... and it's not like a super hard consequence. It's like, I'm... oh, no, you're younger now. Great. Like... I remember thinking about, like, Julius when he came back, and I was like, oh, this is some bullshit. You know what I mean? And then they kind of, like, I don't know. At least he's still less effective isn't as strong like he's like you know effectively a non-combatant like you know kind of move to a um yeah. you know to uh to a tactics like role like give information give advice you know i mean like kind of role which is cool you know what i mean you got to take the most broken dude on on the protagonist side like like look at gojo getting sealed you know what i mean i kind of mm -hmm. just look at you it you have to like kind of you know yeah yeah so Ju julius is like fine or whatever like i still don't really like it but i mean like that's not like the most egregious thing that that black clover's ever ever yeah. done in my opinion like that was um, actually handled decently and fuego leon came in left he was taken out of the story like they hyped him up and then they're just like you just don't get this guy for like five arcs and i was like oh mm -hmm. shit okay well right. you know what i mean like that's that's Miss all you, fine and dandy but like outside of that it's like everyone else just goes into a war with all of these stakes all of these threats all of this damage that they take throughout that we're supposed to care about and then reset at the yeah, start of the next um, arc with higher base stats now because they've I grown wonder <laughs> if... in the last fight you know so <laughs> we're going super saiyan this time yeah, we nearly yeah. died it means we're stronger now yeah there's definitely um, a zenkai situation in, in in black clover but i wonder if ganja would suffer from like a sort of like magical burnout as a form of stakes and like be like julius where he's takes more of an administrator role he's like hey you can't be the number one warrior but you can still you know act as an advisor consort to your queen who you have just been like hey mama yeah I love you. well that's cool I love you. yeah yeah <laughs> like I, I would like that because like you know i'm i'm not gonna get sorry gotcha you're cool i still want you to die but like yeah. if he's not gonna do that he could definitely ease into that sort of thing and it would fit the sort of happy ending yeah you know, when the dust settles kind right. of thing for what's going on, what's been going on. That's so definitely I something that they could do that would feel cool. You know what I mean? They say like, mm -hmm. hey, you lived, you know what I mean? But like, you don't get magic anymore or something you like that. Or you have out. barely any because you legitimately converted it into life force and like shot it out. You know what I mean? So it's gone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's got to be something your... there for that. You know, yeah. 90% of your magic is used to re-extend your lifespan to a normal amount. And so you have access to 10% of your magic. You can turn on light bulbs and you can <laughs> teleport through lightning short distances. But yeah. other than that, you take some minute to charge up like a good javelin or something. I don't know. Yeah. Something like that. You know what I mean? Like you got like, like that would be, that would be cool. But at the, but then at the same time, it's like Gaja was just like barely the character that that kind of situation would slap for. Like if we like if that kind of thing happened to like, uh, oh man, why am I blanking on the lightning user on the black bulls? Luck, uh, luck. Yeah, luck. my bad. Yeah, like if luck 
you know what i mean like if, if something like that happened to luck like the one like the smoke demon of the group that's mm-hmm. like always trying to fight and you remove him from the series in that way like you used up too much you, you used up your life force or whatever like you, you you lived you know what i mean like you like mimosa healed you but you can't fight no more you know what i mean like that would be devastating that would be worse yeah. than real dying you know or i mean worse than 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 luck dying you know what i, I think mean it, oh man because i could imagine like an end of series moment with like yeah. luck burning himself out and he's like crying because he can't like fight anymore but then mm-hmm. when they ask him he's like hey man are you okay and he's just like i don't regret anything yeah i hate this yeah but i don't regret anything shit and like that, that would yeah. be a beautiful moment that shit like that would beautiful, slap you know what heart, i mean but like heartrending gaja you know what i mean like gaja <clears throat> it's like we just haven't in my opinion we haven't spent enough time with him to where a situ- like even though like that would make it feel better in this moment after all of mm-hmm. this after the events of this chapter it's like at the end of the day gaja just wasn't that kind of character to where it's like that's going to hurt me all that much you know what i mean to find mm-hmm. that out after all of this like it's literally just damage control it would just feel like damage control to me if that happened it wouldn't be like oh man gaja can't fight no more really he oh, wasn't like, fighting I, much this fight yeah, like i barely knew this dude you know what i mean <laughs> but be like going to a bar and some guy's like oh my cousin did this and i'm like i don't even know you right <laughs> why I, why would i care about your cousin i'm sorry yeah. that sucks <laughs> so what are so what are we go... thinking like you know says i'll finish him with my next attack you think langris is gonna buy him that time he's gonna try to use the attack it's gonna be ineffective in some kind of way because that's the subversion uh you know of this final line of dialogue and then like that's gonna make us go oh shit what's he gonna do next and then some part Langus of the cards shit comes seconds. in and finishes the job yeah or some shit you know what i mean like it's like i don't even know what to expect from this shit anymore bro like i know like it feels like tabata tries to you know do some cool shit sometimes and like the the road there like seems really promising and then do you feel just, like, like it's a case of um i've seen some writers where they try almost too hard to subvert any expectations and by doing that stuff of like not following a general trajectory they create things that sometimes feel unreadable yeah yeah i don't know it just feels like he just can't meet all the conditions for the things that he's trying to to execute on you know it feels like he's got like a really good idea and like he's like okay we can lean into these tropes we can do this differently and we can do boom 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 but then like once the picture's painted, you're like, oh, well, we're what, but what was the, what was the attempt here? Yeah, like, you know, land. Um, and like, I don't think overall it's like a bad series or anything like that. But it's it's very much like I think it's definitely geared towards like a younger audience because oh, like sure. we are reading Shonen Jump, right? Like, right. like we are part of the older audience for Shonen Jump, so we like series like Jujutsu Kaisen. We love series where like One Piece kind of grew with us, you right. know? Yeah. Like, like One Piece started out very kid friendly, yeah. and then it just got progressively darker and darker. Yeah, I see what you mean there. So yeah, definitely. So, yeah, we're part of the older, you know, Shonen yeah. fans who so, like, like really appreciate just... the newer kinds of storytelling, and then this one is just. Yeah, and this is definitely, I feel like Black Clover is just definitely aimed at the shonen side of Shonen Jump. Sure. So I think from that perspective, it carries itself pretty well. Yeah. This was an awkward awkward chapter. Um, I wonder if they used this sort of like emotional revelation with like, I love you and saving people and stuff as a way to not 
initially go into the Xenon fight, like go straight into the Xenon fight and leave it at like a large cliffhanger because um, Tabata is going on a hiatus or has been said to go on a hiatus soon. Yeah, so I feel like that. maybe, so I feel like there may be like setting this up, putting some like filler, some fluff, some emotional boosts, end on a high note, mm. clean finish, then get back into the series, let it be serious, let it be you know the brutal fight scenes etc <clears throat> sure i mean it's i feel like it's just i feel like it's a little bit like there's a, a moment of like buying time yeah maybe i forgot that he was uh he's gonna be away for weekly shonen jump 40 um i don't know if it's gonna be any more than that but i, I do know that it was like an uh an unplanned like like last minute kind of like thing and yeah. you know what i mean so that is i'm, I'm kind of so this might him. be a reason why this chapter feels rushed and a little out there and he's like hey man i'm worried about stuff i wonder if he's like, okay yeah <clears throat> like hey man i'm worried about stuff got health I'm, I'm a mangaka you know i've got chronic health problems due to stress you know and workload and stuff so the life maybe, of a mangaka yeah yeah it's rough it's a, it's a rough gig it's harder on your body than some pro wrestlers yeah. um so wait a minute, hold on, question actually, now that I'm looking at um, at page 14. Shortly af uh, before Maggie Kula's defeat. So I remember someone saying that like she was only like partially manifested when um, when Noel was, was fighting her with Nozel and Gaja and Lolo Pechka and shit, like all that shit that yeah. we just came out of. She was only partially manifested. So mm -hmm. some people thought that because of that, like she wasn't actually defeated and maybe only like, you know, she was just partially defeated because of that yeah, or whatever. Her it looks like she's yeah it looks like she it like she's legitimately just defeated though yeah because like the little soldiers at the beginning of page one and two they're melting away yeah so it's like but, I, well, but that that does raise a question though because she was only partially out it wasn't full power Meg yeah. maggie kula you know so she's I mean? still so, hiding behind the seal, just waiting for Xenon to just let her through. Or maybe because, like, whether you're partially manifested or fully manifested, you still have that core that Noel destroyed. So, like, it doesn't matter whether <clears throat> you were partially manifested or not. But if they did defeat her while she was partially manifested, then, like, that feels, like, kind of awkward, too. Because it's like, usually you let your villains show their full capabilities before they're defeated. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if there's going to be like a demon fusion thing yeah where... that, that's that, by the way yeah. like that's definitely not like i did just say like feels kind of awkward but i guess it's not really a complaint of mine that they defeated maggie kula before she was fully manifested she got a lot of screen time she did a bunch a bunch of moves a bunch of magic it was a huge crazy fight like that shit mm -hmm. was tight as fuck you know what i mean like that makes sense as a final fight for maggie kula but i just remembered someone said that in the comment section and i was like yeah that makes a lot of sense hmm and then she's just done, actually. And it's like, hmm. <laughs> Maybe she's not. Maybe she comes back. But Ooh. I mean, like, you know, I usually usually after things like that, characters are done in Black Clover. It's not like a one piece where you can do a crazy finishing move on a on a motherfucker like seven times and they still got plot points that they're gonna that they need to be involved in. So they're Ooh, coming back. I had the Orochi Orochi fruit and <laughs> yeah. cut my head off seven more times before <laughs> I die. Type shit, yeah. No, I can see that. I can see that. Uh, I don't know. I think it'd be kind of interesting in the idea of um, the bad guys lacking empathy and not caring about others. Xenon opening up the portal and pulling like a wounded Megicula through and just feasting upon her to like power himself up. Yeah. 
because I could be like, okay, you manifested, but it got prevented, it got aborted, it got destroyed. Your core yeah. was damaged. You're behind the shield. You're regenerating. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> wonder if we're gonna get any more. Um, just a, a look inside of who the Dark Triad are as characters, right? Like, I like I feel like I've been waiting for, like, flashbacks, or like I know that we got a little bit for Dante, one time. And then, like, maybe there was another flashback for some <laughs> other character, like, in before or after that. But yeah, like, like it's like we're getting host. like nothing. Like, I yeah. played with cats and I killed them. Yeah, we're getting nothing on these guys, and they're just like getting defeated. And I know that this isn't One Piece where everybody gets a flashback right before they're beaten or whatever, but like, but if Gaja like, gets true romance, are we gonna get anything in the arc at all? Period. If maybe Gaja after they're gets all defeated. True romance. Can the Dark Triad get a little fleshing out of? I know he's a skeleton, spooky skeleton man right now, but yeah, I want a little meat on them bones. I mean, at least for one of them, like Xenon's the one. Like, okay, so Dante's defeated, Banica's defeated. Xenon has always felt like the deepest character of the three, anyway. So it's like, are you, gonna give, are you gonna give him some pathos? Yeah, like, what are you like? What are we gonna do here with like the Dark Triad members themselves? Is my, I guess, my yeah. question. My Maybe it'll question. be like a retrospective thing where, like, after yeah. they beat him, they'll be having a conversation like, "What the fuck was even up with those dudes? Like, we didn't even <laughs> ever learn anything about him. Like, the, their motivations. Like, what the fuck were they even on bumpers <laughs> like that for?" And then maybe like, we did get the one dude who ran away from the Spade Kingdom True. to tell you know about his lineage. Maybe yeah. he knows a little more than you know he initially let on, and he yeah. like maybe or somebody else steps in like, "Listen, this is this 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 situation with how these motherfuckers came together and like yeah. what their motivations really were or something like this." But yeah, we could get some after the fact shit. That that yeah, that probably yeah that probably that probably feel really good if we got some if we got something like that afterwards yeah for sure. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. But yeah, I think uh, I think that's about I all hope I Tabata have. is okay. I hope Tabata uh, is yeah. okay, too. I hope that I hope they Tabata can keep is. doing what they're doing and doing what they enjoy, but, yeah, like... absolutely. Yeah. Life comes at you fast. For sure. For sure. Yeah, that's all I had. That's all I had as well. Well, with that, I think we can go ahead and get right into Chapter 324 of Mboku no Hero Academia. A Young Woman's Declaration. And we get a nice little cover panel this time. Uraraka looking on at this happy dude as the hero is saving the situation or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, punk Labrador, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And this <laughs> chapter in general one. is just an awesome Uraraka chapter, I think, like we've been wanting. Yeah. This is just pretty much a whole chapter, chapter dedicated to her just spitting yeah, at these sure. people. Spitting hot lava. Spitting hot lava magma on them. Spitting acid rain. They don't, they don't even know what to do, man. Like they're she's really getting inside the ears and hearts of these people, man. I love I love yeah, to no, see it. She's she's reading them their rights, dude. Cause like I think it's really interesting that a guy wearing an all might shirt is just like, No, I don't want him here. Are you saying that we should be covered in grime and filth? And she's like, Hell no. We're the ones that bear that burden. But like we need to wash it off sometimes. Right. It's like we're human too. Like, yeah. You know. That's the big I, one. I, That's the big one because it's like people have a point in that these are public servants, these are heroes, these are their job that they signed up for to protect these people, 
And these are times where, you know, society's view on heroes' capability and their trust in them is like at one of the lowest points it's ever been, if not the lowest. You know what I mean? So they have points there, but like there's equal points on the side of like, yeah, we signed up for this and we're trying to do this, but like we're going through it too with y'all. And I know that we are supposed to be the ones that protect you, but like clearly we've run into something that we couldn't possibly have, you know, prepared for or predicted and we're doing our best, but like you got to let us fucking chill. Like we are not machines. You know what I mean? As much as we want to be like, we're, we're fighting for our fucking lives out here and yours. You know what I mean? Like I got to, I can't do this shit 24 seven as much as I want to. Like I got to come back to the crib and reset. <laughs> let me reset. Mm -hmm. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's like, damn. Yeah. And then another really impactful thing that she says, obviously like kind of the, the main focal point, at least artistically of the chapter, uh, the double spread here on 12 and 13 Fire. and the dialogue leading up into it, um, on like 10, 11 and nine. Yeah. Basically where she's saying like, this is his hero Academy. Like you think of the, does the high school aspect of the show, like late into life, a high school is considered somewhere that you can think and go back to as uh, a safe place where you kind of, depending on, I guess, your experience in the high school, but like in general, it's kid as shit. a place, as a safe place yeah. where you can go back and like reminisce on memories and shit. And even, even high school reunions, you know, 20, 30 years down the line, they're having you come back to your high school, see these people you went to school with, you know, touch up, catch up on what's going on in life and shit. And she's like, look, this is his fucking school. And even past that, he's a fucking kid still. He's like a he's high literally kid. He's, he's fucking 14 or 15 or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And so. All right, all you like, grown Yo, ass motherfuckers. 30. This is his fucking yeah. school. And you're trying to tell him he can't even come back here? Like. Right. Oh, man. Yeah, it's like, absolutely. we're sheltering you. And you say that he can't come to his own school. Yeah. And he's doing all this stuff for you. Like. Yeah. And he's like, they're like. He's taking responsibility. He's got plenty of learners. He's a regular high school kid. Yeah. And I like the person that's like, yeah, but... And then she just ignores him and says, this place <laughs> is his school. Yeah. Like, let him stay here. Yeah. Um, and I understand that, you know, they're scared and tensions are high. But, like, eventually, you know, you kind of come out of that, like, rage mode and just see a 14, 15, whatever-year-old boy covered in blood and mud on his knees like crying, crying in front of him. it's like you've out. been looking at this kid the entire time like you like wake the fuck up dude like yeah like like you're in danger because he's here but like this is a child son <laughs> you and know what i mean there's so many throwbacks in this chapter that i absolutely adore throwback to this his pose when he's crying kimiwa hiro ni nare oh Fire. Oh, man. I thought of that, too, man. That's so fucking great, bro. Uh, so page nine, page eight and page seven, there is Eel Boy during the My Villain Academia arc. Yeah. Twice stabs that dude in the head. Yeah. Back wild. of the dome. That guy, Eel Boy is dead. Yeah. Like, I like that th touch because it's like, Uraka, Uraka's like, that's a formative memory for her. That is something that she will cherish and, like, fortifies her in her moments of doubt. In this moment of doubt, it fortifies her. And it's a world that cannot exist anymore. 
And yeah. I love that stuff. Um, yeah, fire. I like that part where she's like, we can all, sm- I want to make a world where we can all smile together because she feels regret when she felt like she failed Toga and felt like you, like Toga's just like, you're not going to help me. Like, I, I have to fight you. You're, because you're not going to help me. And Toga's heart broke down a little bit. She was like, I thought we could be friends, even yeah. if we were on opposite ends. Like, yeah. I really thought, you know, hoped that kind of thing. Yeah, for um, sure. I love that. Um, I like the idea that, you know, um, that line that Deku says, you looked like you were hurting and my body just moved on its own. And I love that the kids, a kid and the lady that he helped, like, yeah, Kota, Kota, yeah, Kota, yeah, Kota, Kota, yeah. Kota, and all these dudes that are like, uh, that lady that all the people on Twitter are thirsting after, uh, <laughs> runs out. Which one? This one with like the fox face? Yeah, the dude, fox lady. I, yeah. I went on Twitter. You do be kind of tall and curvy, though. Wait and, a minute. I hey, didn't really you know, look everyone, like that. Every, no, let me show everyone went total toto. You know, like, it's <laughs> yeah. a tall girl with a big butt. I don't yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, I was like, oh, Twitter, that's enough for one day. <laughs> I'm turn this off. Hurry, Twitter, get yeah. lit. But that was a huge moment to see, at least Kota, less so for me, the fox lady, but like mm-hmm. Kota for sure was heavy, running out to yeah. just embrace Deku, like, yo. Yeah. Oh, my mans. Yeah, seeing, yeah. seeing Kota come in with the tears streaming, yeah, fire. And yeah, like, I know I, we don't I, know that girl as much, but like, she had a rather impactful moment for a lot of people, you know, while yeah. he was she's, running through and doing his thing. So, yeah. I mean, she's representative of like the kind of uh, underprotected minorities. Right. Well, know? she's not. The, well, the she's like a big humans. Yeah, yeah she's a the racism that goes on within the yeah. court society. So like I, she's I kind I of really the focal point of that there. of that narrative point that we get. Like she's the representative of that narrative point for the most part. I would say that's Spinner, but yeah. Spinner yeah. on the villain side of things, but like yeah. in this moment, it's her. oh sure, yeah, absolutely. On this on this side of the storytelling, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to say she's like one of the only examples that we've gotten of this as like a character. Beside, yeah. I mean, like, well, obviously Shoji. we have the Spinner stuff, and then like you have like the whole like organized, like basically the KKK. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of situation that we have in here for for uh for the human heteromorph. So yeah, like we've seen it like a little bit, and like when we do see it, it's like really potent. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I think this is one of the only examples we have of someone like on our um, side that we're supposed to care about being a victim of that. Yeah. Throw back to the early chapters. Page 15. Grandpa with the star on his chest is literally the guy is like, oh, yeah. kid, you want to be a hero? Yeah. You can do it. And I don't know if that grandpa even recognizes him. He's just got this blank face like. Hmm. Yeah, he is sitting there, dude. I forgot all about but, that. But guy. I do like that moment where like everyone's like, "Oh, I have good intentions," and yeah, good for you. And then when it count, comes down to it, like, ah, I don't know, get him out of here, like, maybe, <laughs> eh, you know, yeah. uh, the fickle fair weather public. Um, yeah. But I like that. Um, I would like to say one thing. There's this group on the internet that comes out and it's like it's like comic book something comic book reads like dot org it's mm-hmm. it's like the buzzfeed of thing it pops up if you have like a blank tab on your thing it pops up all the time and they're like turns out my deku isn't 
the, the greatest hero of all time because they said we were all heroes. And I'm like, that is the stupidest read I've ever heard. Oh, but in the last in the last uh, narration box on the last yeah, page, the story of how like, we all became the greatest heroes. Yeah. And I'm just like, <laughs> that does not exclude Yikes. the fact that he is like if he if Deku becomes the greatest hero of all time and he basically becomes the next All Might puts down all for one he's still the greatest hero of all time but at the same time My Hero Academia literally tells a story about how one person cannot shoulder and take care of everything else for the rest of the world it has to be a group effort it is community yes. it is your friends it is your circle it is your network that is the strongest point all for one knows it too he literally uses threat and leverage to amass a network and then use that network to tear you down systematically day in and day out he never confronts someone directly unless he thinks he's gonna win yeah that's right and it's just like wow i i get really pissed off at reads like that right yeah just like, come on there's a little nuance like yeah I can't be on like CBR and like all of yeah, those, that's it. Like, CBR, sites, I, that, that CBR site just pisses yeah. me off, and I'm like, that is the shallowest thing. Like, did you just feed this through like a, a like a bot, and it just said it read the words? Like, it said this, and it also said this. Therefore, a cannot be true, and I'm like, yeah, they suck. They suck. You're really dialing it in, bro. Like, it's insane how they're still a thing, even. But you get your network because they're like so wrong whatever. half the yeah. time, and I'm just like. Like, what do you like? A million people aren't going to unsubscribe simultaneously. So it's like once you have yeah. a big enough network, it's like you're pretty much self sustaining no matter what you do. Too big to <laughs> fail. Yeah. <laughs> like a bank. Yeah. It's too bad. Oh, yeah, fuck man. CBR, though. Those guys suck. Those guys suck. <laughs> Describe to us. <laughs> but yeah, yeah man. They, uh, yeah. Just. This Great Endeavor panel on man. seven, I wanted to, sh I wanted to shout out this Endeavor panel on seven because he just looks so like, like I don't even remember this hat that he's wearing. So like I turned the page into this and I was like, damn, I never seen Endeavor. <laughs> I feel like this is like he's like, got a hat on. Yeah, he's feeling like, his age. Oh yeah. fuck! Yeah, he, <laughs> he looks, like he looks like old. P yeah, he looks like a PI for real. <laughs> he looks yeah. like an old timey private investigator noir rain type slicker beat. he looks like a noir detective yeah la noir <laughs> flame noir yeah but yeah dude this was just like the cherry on top of this stretch of storytelling i wonder how much longer it's gonna go like this you know what i mean like i wonder like because i'm like halfway expecting just villains to just drop in at the end of these chapters like the last like two or three chapters like when you're really feelsy, like really thinking that everything is kind of like come, you know, like where it needs to be. And you're like, all right, my people are coming together. And then boom, door gets kicked in by some drastic quirk and like villains flood in type shit. You know what I mean? Like I'm almost expecting that at the end of these chapters. And I'm sure that now that all of this like really heartfelt, like developmental progressive stuff is kind of done that like shit's probably going to start turning up again pretty quick. I think so too. I'm yeah. really excited to for the team tactics with Midoriya in the mix, planning, carrying it out, working yeah. together as a team because he has so many quirks. He's studied his friends and peers yeah. relentlessly. Yeah. yeah. I do he think they have... do I do think they let him rest though. Like I think that he finally yeah, does gonna... get like his bed and he gets to chill for like a little bit. But I do think I think he's gonna have a hard gonna... heart to heart with his mom and like oh, maybe yeah, he's gotta talk to his mom. Yeah. He's gonna have to because his mom's like, Hey, you should quit being a hero, please. 
Like, yeah. I know this is what's been driving you all, keeping you, like, around all these years. Like, yeah. driving you, keeping you afloat from, like, crippling depression. I don't know uh, if she'll, I don't know if she'll try the stop being a hero thing yeah. again. You know what I mean? Because no, she kind of already, so, but she, she leaned but she into that hard that, as fuck. She when, leaned into that hard. And yeah. so, like, this is a moment where she's like, I can't stop you, yeah. but I'm worried about you. Or and, maybe, uh, maybe. When, I just need to appreciate the time we have right now. Yeah, I would, that that shit would be like I, I feel like Deku might go up to her and before she could even say anything, he's gonna be like, I know you see all this stuff and you're worried like crazy and you want me to quit, but like you gotta understand, like, and she's just like, don't even say it, bro. Like, I I would I want you to keep going. I'm not here to tell you to like stop being a hero. Like we already had that conversation. I'm just happy you're safe right now. <laughs> everyone seemed it was the hardest part was seeing everyone cuss you out. You know, type shit like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I I would love a scene like that. But I'm sure that whatever interaction him and his mom have, Kohei's going to write the shit out of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's this moment. I keep going back to page 17. And I think that, like, Deku is the hero of the outliers because he didn't have a quirk. Like, Koda is an outlier within the society because he resented the society that cheered on his parents' death. So he hates yeah. heroes, right? Like, he loves Deku. He still probably hates heroes in general. Right. Like, like low-key, you can't, like, you're a kid. You can't change your mentality that quickly. Right. Um, and, like, the lady's a heteromorph, like a heteromorphic woman. Like, that, like, you know, they are outcasts of a sort. Anthropomorphic? Uh, I they called them. They do have. Heter- the, yeah, they, they call they, them yeah, heteromorph. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Heteromorphia. Yeah. yeah, they do. They do say that. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, so like I think it's interesting that the ones that come to his rescue are the outliers. Oh yeah. That aren't often rescued. Yeah, that's so, such a wow. That's a great. Like, like this chapter literally made me cry. I was so. My eyes got warm, man. They got warm and scratchy. I'm not gonna cap. I was, I was, I was definitely I was fully invested not. and immersed into the chat. I felt like I was there. When I, I shed a tear this. as well, man. It yeah. started shedding tears on 12 and 13. The devil spread. Yeah, this for is sure. His hero academy. Yeah. Like, oh man, I just thought about the title. Yeah. I'm like, no. damn. And then page through, through to when... page 17, I was like, on 17, it reactivated. Well, just page like, 12 damn. and 13, like, while we're here, like, the perspective on this is just amazing for the moment. And you have the clouds that, like, everything kind of, like, moves up towards that, like, gray point. You know what I mean? In the sky that all of the clouds are kind of, like, drawn to be, like, circling around. You know what I mean? So just, like, dynamically, it just is such an aesthetic page you know what everything's I mean? like, oppressive cold yeah. overwhelming dark and then there's that Feels... tiny speck of light of raraka yeah. on top of the building yeah yeah that absolutely little, like i like that they highlighted her in like a little halo of light and she is that one point of light that's going to break the darkness i want the storm in the coming chapters really badly wait i'm sorry could you repeat that you kind of like froze oh, for a sec <laughs> i really want uh the, storm in the following too. chapter for her from going from being that speck of light in the darkness on page 12 and 13 to like mm-hmm. the the storm cresting breaking and hey. opening up lightening up atmospherically to enhance the crowd eventually warming up to him 
showing empathy. Like their eyes are unclouded, much like the sky. Wow. That kind of thing. That'd be I some really beautiful imagery. I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. That shit like, would be fucking. But awesome. like Kohei does that stuff, do and like that. we were talking about the, the Black Clover thing, where like if you have a setup and you have some payoff, sometimes just go for the obvious payoff. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. And like. Kohei does that. He goes hard. He's been leading up this this moment of like true Deku breaking down, showing absolute vulnerability to the point that he, people feel like they need to save him. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's fantastic. That's beautiful. That was really well said, bro. You got me got me in my feels right now. Did I'm just like I, staring did, did, did at this. Did it make you a little scratchy? Like, yeah, I'm like staring at this spread again now. I'm just like, God damn it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then you turn the page and it's just the big sob bawling full page dedicated to just him yeah full emotions like, like oh, and, that's, man. and i love nezu's face he is yeah, like shocked that away. this is going on and like he's the smartest fucker in this series yeah next to all for one i think that nezu actually is smarter than all for one sure and he's already like looking at this and he's like kind of projecting like if these kids can do this, I know what they could do in the future. The, like he's like oh, he's sure. already imagining a glorious future for them. And even if that glory is bloody and brutal and just harsh, hard living, he can see them doing good things, great things. Yeah, man. Well, that and he's thinking about the just the societal shit he was talking about in the previous chapter, where they're like one step away and he's just thinking back to that one step away and now he's like oh is this final step being taken yeah mm. yeah um, this was one for and the then books, like man. it has the one step away a page immediately follows it coda stepping footwear yep. focusing on feet um I love the little throwback to it's got to be the red ones. What shoes yep. do you want? Like, I love that. The Deku like, 11s. The Deku 5s. The Deku 3s. The Arazukus. The Arazukus, yeah. <laughs> well, oh. I think that's about all I had for this oh. chapter, my hero. Yeah, so incredible sad. chapter. I, yeah, this is yeah, this was uh, this was amazing. And I think yeah, this is a payoff too. chapter like a motherfucker. Yeah, absolutely. Great discussion, boys. All right, then, with that, I think we can go ahead and move right into the Peace Daily Stones. Mm -hmm. Chapter 1023 of One Piece. Whoa. Spitting Image. Fire. Yes, and we get this cool little cover story of, uh, well, not cover story, but just a color uh, page of, or cover page, rather, of uh, Vivi yep. in a garden with some birds playing. Love it. And Karu is uh, jealous. <laughs> yeah. I thought this was really fitting, especially since uh, Jump just released a VV's one shot, mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. And I think the dress is the same. Oh, wow. I didn't peep that yet, but I did see that on the app. And that would be really cool. I would be doing that shit. He'd be tying shit together like that. Mm -hmm. Consistency. Yeah, I love VV, too. Even if it's not like. So <clears throat> obvious that they're connected. If you leave enough breadcrumbs, a reader will connect the dots. Like I love that stuff. Yeah. Vivi it's just a continuation of that payoff conversation we were talking about. Like if you put enough clues, cool. Like for sure. Payoff. 
Nisekoi Mangaka Naoshi Komi. Yep. Oh. You didn't peep yeah. that on the you didn't peep that on the this app or what? This is some different art. No, I saw this. Little, but little I thought, tasty treat for you after this. This yeah. is some different art. Yeah, it looks cool. I thumped See, it a little seeing, bit. I've been seeing like ah, I've been seeing different renditions of One Piece and like, like low key. Ooh. You know, what I'm saying I'm like, damn, this shit gonna fire though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh really? Oda's a great artist, but like, yeah. man, I saw that Shokugeki no Sanji one shot. Yeah. That motherfucking the Ace novel by Boichi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm like the opposite. Whenever this, I see and now this other famous weird. mangaka. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I'd be like, like Luffy, man, here on page nine of this VV one shot. He looking kind of clean, though. Yeah, no doubt it's good. You know what I mean? Like, all the other artist renditions are, are definitely good. But it's like One Piece has such a um, a unique style. You know what yeah. I mean? That it's like, you know, it, it feels, um, it's just like more, it just feels so weird seeing it look like a normal manga. You know what I mean? Or something close to it. Something a little bit more traditional. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. But yeah, this chapter though, okay. The guys turning up together. Love to see it. <clears throat> this is definitely climaxing. Like, yeah. really hard. Yeah. I mean, um, this is something to me that is like mm, so good. Where this, 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 I, you know, I love the dynamic between Zoro and Sanji, you know, obviously. Um, yeah. And so seeing them fight together actually for a change, like, or in the same proximity. Where they're kind of doing shit like, you know, saving one another from the the enemy's attacks. Like, oh, you're lacking, dude. What's up? Oh, now you owe me one. He's like, ah, we're even. What's yeah, up? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it's so good, dude. Whenever that dynamic is there, it's always fire. You got, like, your Gimli and your Legolas. You know what I mean? Like, your Zoro and your Sanji. You got, like, your... You could find this dynamic in, like, a lot of things. But the story of one piece is just so massive that i feel like at this point here it's like seeing zoro and sanji turn up in wano side by side it's like when was the last time we even got something like this to this extent groggy ring you know what i'm saying yeah, it, it's <laughs> it's really wild to me because yes. we're talking about like like mash just hit its 74th chapter yeah something like that and we're here at 1023 <laughs> yeah yeah it's man. just like what can you tell with that much like the, it's just it's a saga it's just, a straight up saga whenever i see um, these characters do anything just like con i'm sure a lot of people feel the same way you're just constantly flooded with the memories of the history of the characters you know what i mean it makes them feel so mm -hmm. real you know what i mean you've grown, yeah you've grown so far with them it really yeah. does mm -hmm. and like um, yeah now at this point of the story to see them turning up against these yanko commanders it yeah. really just Makes you feel good, man. Like, You're like, we're oh, out I can't here, wait bro. to see them. Yes, we yeah. are really out here, out here, out <laughs> here, boy. Yeah. For real. And I can't wait to see the panel of them just like standing over the defeated, you know what I'm saying, queen and king. And just like, everybody's mm -hmm. like, yo, what the fuck? Yeah. Mm, just yeah. establishing that we are truly fucking here. You know what I'm saying? The Straw Hat sure. Pirates are one of the most fearsome pirate crews in the fucking world yeah everyone's gonna see this everyone's gonna see and know about like the people well the people that are there right now see and that's always like like the tightest shit in one piece happens when you have like a huge fucking audience you know what i mean so like even though this is like a separated part of the world you know what i mean like the information's obviously going to get out you know what i mean and, and i need i need my mans to have bounties over a billion both of them come on now both of them come on now 
Dude, the maybe choreography. They, may, they might not. They might not. I, maybe I should reel that in. But like, I, I'd <laughs> like, I'd like to see all the whole monster trio with bounties over a billion. After I was just about chapter. to say, like, this fight. Um, is Luffy's this, already got bounties over a billion. This fight already. This choreography is through the roof, and like, this is already like you know billion bounty shit we're looking at right here. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is this is incredible, bro. When fucking. Okay, first of all, this um, Sanji panel of, like, the pinwheel ding, Diablo ding, 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 yeah. is drastic. And then into the Zoro and King confrontation, or, uh, you know, um, clash on the next page. And then he disarms Zoro and then steals off his ass and he blocks it with the fucking mouth sword. And it's like, I know we see, I, I want to say, I want to say this has to have happened. Like, we have to have seen this kind of thing before with like Zoro like because I know that we all we know that he slashes with them he king tangs with them you know what I mean but like have we ever just gotten like a straight up raw like you came at me with real force and I just stopped your shit with just my mouth sword you know what I mean I don't remember another time like that if there is another time feel free to remind us and or at least remind me in the comment section. But I just turned the page on this and I was like, okay, so much is going on here. He went for an attack. His fucking blade like receded, you know, to show these grooves so that he could like, you know, hinge him and disarm him. And then he punched him in the face and it's blocked. I was just like, holy fucking shit. Like, what mm -hmm. a sequence. Yeah. <laughs> and a little bit of just something I noticed just now that is pretty weird. Just a little bit of artistic inconsistency. Oh, which is rare to see in one piece, I think. Sure. Um, where on page eight here, in the punching panel, mm -hmm. in the small middle panel above it, you see the swords both facing the same way. The main punching panel on the bottom, they're facing opposite directions. Oh, I think, um, <clears throat> I think that might just be, he caught him up in one panel lifted them out of Zoro's hands in the mm -hmm. next panel and then flung them, you know, like oh, in the next yeah. panel. Oh, you think he Absolutely. flung them? No. Yeah, he's, no, because you, you see these little... The teeth. The... It's a sword catcher. It's a sword ca uh, it's a yeah, catcher Yeah, for sword. sure, for sure. But I think Eagle is saying, like, right. why do they, you know, why are they both the same way in one panel and then the next panel, they're opposite directions. I think it's because in the very middle panel, it's just... They've been taken out of Zoro's hands, still connected to the sword. I think and I then, think you're right because yeah. on the bottom panel you can actually see the two little mm -hmm. uh not impact but yeah kind Just of action, action yeah. drawing things like right by the swords along the blade like yeah, yeah, yeah. like something yeah yeah totally. <clears throat> yeah that's definitely what it is but yeah um Zoro man <laughs> this always, panel on the bottom of ten where King is like trying to kick him. And he's like ting ting over him. The perspective of like the foot coming like almost looks like it's jumping off the page. Yeah, <laughs> it's fire. I I I wonder like um, how is Sanji able to like Queen raises a valid point. How does Sanji's leg ignite? You guys I, are the One Piece heads, so like you'd know better than me. I don't I mean, know, dude. I've never really been an explicit. Literally, what we get from Sanji in this chapter about how he does it is I'm just literally <laughs> no this is literally the explanation that oda has given to the ability like in an sbs when a kid when somebody asked about it they were like how does sanji's leg light on fire he literally was like the heat of his passion burns hotter than flames 
Yeah. Literally pretty much the exact quote we got from Sanji in this chapter is what is the explanation that Oda's given on it. And Sanji <laughs> always speaks like poetically like that. You know what I mean? Like he's always like mm-hmm. incorporating like metaphysical things into like his dialogue like that. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he's he's always very, you know, cigarette smoking, cool guy, lo- like helpless romantic. Like, you know, you got to say he, some profound shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, romantic I mean, genre. that that was the explanation yeah. he gave that sbs yeah. was a long time ago and yeah. now like within the story obviously we know that on a metaphysical like biological like dna level he's been manipulated to have this ability most likely right because his brothers you know they have the lightning ability mm-hmm. fucking uh, uh yonji's like a winch man you know what yeah. i'm saying yeah and then and, and uh ichiji mm-hmm. you know he's the fire so like they no, he's not the fire. It's it's lightning. What is Ichiji? I remember explosion. Explosion. There you go. Yeah. So like he's got these innate abilities, most likely because of the, you know. But actually, it's been implicitly stated he was the one that it didn't work on. Right. Yeah. Now that I, I remember that. I used to say like, what a lot of I feel like a lot of people used to say this, but I was like, that's just friction, son. <laughs> just like you know, you I gotta, don't think so. You got to suspend disbelief a little bit. You know what I mean? And just like you know, they're already superhuman, so. If they're superhuman everywhere else, they could be superhuman in regard to just spinning really fast and lighting your fucking foot on fire or, like, scraping your foot, you know, on the ground and, like, lighting it like a match or some shit. You know what I mean? That's how I kind of always, like... I mean, it could just be, like, yeah, like, most of the German shit didn't work, right? Like, he's not not a heartless, emotionless piece of shit. But this worked. But this slipped through, yes. It could be as simple as that, you know? That's fine. Yeah. Uh, That feels really good. Is what is where is the source of the raid suit? Because he talks about like my ever since I put the raid suit on the second time, my body's felt off. Not bad, just weird. Oh, sure. The raid suit is like made specifically to amplify their abilities and shit. Yeah. Do you feel like um, it's bringing some germa shit out of him? Do you do you think it's also? Do you think it's like is it is it germa? Is it like the raid suit germa technology or germa adjacent? Like yeah. It is. Then maybe the suit was acting as kind of like a patch, right? Like I didn't do quite right with my son, so here's this technology that can like, like he wears it, and it like infuses his body, and then it infuses him with the patches that would have been necessary to fix him later down the road. Like, a fully complete, like a, like an upgrade, right? Like like a yeah. like a like a operator's patch a little bit. Oh, that's kind of okay. Vibe, that, I okay. It. I see what you're like, saying. The yeah, suit yeah. is acting as a device applying a biological upgrade to him, fixing the flaws in his biological oh, coding. Damn. I mean, I do think like having the German technology on his body, obviously, even as he states is like implying that it's messing with his body in some kind of way. I, I think maybe he specifically says it's not activating negative, some activating yeah. some like, latent shit you know yeah, yeah it's like it's like he couldn't activate certain things before but now that the suit's like interfacing with him maybe it's like kick firing kind of like the stunted um spark plugs of his body that like okay let's hit the engine let's go you know oh shit that kind of thing that's kind of and i think obviously it's gonna have to get redesigned as we talked about because he's not gonna have that germa look as like you know black leg sanji of the straw hats you know yonko commander type shit but yeah I think yeah. e- either the Victorian type beat that I've talked about or even just a clean ass suit, you know, like Noxie, I think, has brought up where 
he can then wear his little goofy outfits, you know, Hawaiian shirt, shorts, and the sandals or whatever. And then he always has that put the fucking raid suit on and now going to war to the nines boy i'm in the three piece i'm about to kick you in your fucking dome because he do be like in the you know saying the clean suit look yeah that would be more on par for his character i feel um so the first part of spitting image that's referenced in the series is like this here is like 10 and 11 and they always talk about like how the the will of d is like a form of destiny Mm -hmm. um right and they like the yakuza guys are talking about like how um he's the spit like zoro is the spitting image of lord uh ushimaru shimotsuki ushimaru yeah yeah and that he's the descendants of shimotsuki ryuma the god of the blade and they talk about how Ryuma was also a one-eyed samurai. That was so wild, like, son. Have you all like, seen the crazy-ass theories that people are coming up with? I haven't seen anything. People are saying, like, oh, they were saying, like, I've seen shit. Like, I don't know, my, Zach, my buddy Zach was telling me about this, that he's seen this. And he was telling me, he, he is the one that asked me, like, have you seen some of these crazy-ass theories? I'm like, yeah. what are you talking about, man? Yeah. What are people saying? Yeah. And um, apparently there, there's one theory that he was also, Zoro was sent by Toki at some point on her journey into the future. He and then at some point found a fruit that sent him back in time and he actually was Ryuma. Like Zoro will like at some point in the future. Like Zoro will now at some point that's what I'm saying. But wait. He was sent forward in time by Toki. And then now, like, at some point, even past what we've seen, you know, in the future of the story still, he finds a fruit that sends him back in time, and he actually is Ryuma. I don't know, man. Because, like, there so... was a character. There was a girl um, who was a Marine, right? <laughs> yeah. There was a girl Marine. She had short black hair Tashigi. and glasses. Tashigi. And she trained with Zoro when he was a kid. So, right. like already that doesn't make sense no you're talking about kuina that's not or kuina yeah 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 Yeah. same character (laughs) but i don't know this character is very well so like but i remember her saying like i trained azora when i was a child like yeah no that theory is rancid moving on yeah (laughs) <laughs> no, I mean, I think I, I'm pretty much like still subscribed to like Zoro was on the ship because it's been stated in the story that there was a ship like 20 or 30, 40 years ago that escaped from Wano and went to the East Blue. And then obviously, you know, like he's a kid or something like that. We had like the, we child. had Shimotsuki Village with the dojo there that Zoro trained at that had the Kozuki crest on the on the front of the building, you know, yeah. so I'm just like. He's a descendant. For of me, it's, it's obvious that Zoro, you know, that Shimotsuki, you know, dojo master dude. Koshiro. They, they came over. Koshiro. They came over on the ship. Maybe Zoro's a, a Shimotsuki descendant that Koshiro, being a loyal, you know, vassal to, smuggled away in, in a turbulent time of Wano. Like, obviously, I this like Kyle that. shit was I going like that. down. They're like, hey, you yeah, know, we're... You, you're some of our best warriors. You're descendants of the God of the Blade. And if Orochi is going to rule the land, they will use you. And if Wait, you refuse, did... they will cut down everybody you love <clears throat> to force you out of your scabbard to do what they want. Like, yeah, I'd fucking run. Like, <laughs> trying to think of other characters in One Piece that have green hair. We don't see that a lot. Like, no. ever. 
It's surprisingly uh, rare. Buggy. I don't think. I don't think. I mean, I don't really watch the anime, so it's like. But he's blue. Does anybody in Wano have green hair? Is that like common in Wano? Maybe. I don't know. It's hard to say. Uh, um, watching the anime, I can't say I've paid too much attention to like what their hair color is, but I would say you know the Shimotsuki people are probably green haired, but Ryuma yeah. had black hair. Ryuma so. had black hair, yeah. So it's like, hmm. who that? Who that? Who, who the mom? Where the moms? Yeah. Are? That's why people probably put the Toki shit together. They're like, Toki's the mom. That's why he's got <laughs> green hair. She sent him forward in time. He got sent back in time. He's Ryuma. Ah. But no. So wrong. It's too bro. complicated. It's too complicated for. For one, I think the scar on the eye, obviously, for one, looks different. It's like angled differently. It's much yeah, longer, sure. and he's got another scar on his face. Obviously, he could get that over time, but yeah. I, I don't. I'm. I'm not gonna subscribe. To the Zoro is Ryuma theory. No, what the fuck? Is I definitely that? That is so I, I view it as he is definitely like an. Uh, like I'm not going to say that much. But it's it's the descendant that's awful. thing because because like Momo because <laughs> like if we skip to the part where they're like this lady is crying about how Momo looks just like Odin. So like <laughs> like the Wano families have a very strong familial resemblance that just powers through every generation. So like. I could definitely see Zoro as being a descendant of the Shimotsuki Ruga. But yeah. Like, I don't see him as a time traveler. Oh, I'm about to hit him with the. Nigete nanbono! Odeni Zoro! You know, like. I want a color spread of Momo as a dragon just to see if Nox is right about that one theory that this has been foreshadowed since like chapter 30 or something. Like three hundred something. Page my chapter, yeah, motherfucking three hundred and ten, bro. Go look at that. That's a cut. That's 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 Momonosuke. That's for sure. Momonosuke. We know now that is Momonosuke. That's yeah. our Peach Boy. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, this oh, this last motherfucking panel. There's great lines in this oh, chapter, dude. Like beyond the art, just like the great lines, like uh, King. Do you need a school or a style in order to fight? Just cold light yeah uh, uh but you lickspittle this is the last moon you'll ever see that's like that's so cheesy i love i like that cheesy like samurai kind of stuff like i wonder um i've been waiting on the reactivation of sulong neko and inu bro yeah for sure for sure but this line of dialogue from king talking about like not caring about a school or a style i feel like this is like really important i saw someone talking about it on uh, i can't remember who was talking about it on twitter they focused on this page and like about um characters that use swords but aren't swordsmen like we've been having that argument or they've been having that argument you know inside of um you know one piece discussion and debate communities for a while about like what it really means to be the strongest swordsman when you have characters like shanks and 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 roger and big mom that all technically wield swords and blades and shit like that but it's like I think this is making like a, a very clear distinction that it's like you have you have blade users and then you have swordsmen you know what i mean so mm -hmm. that's yeah. uh that was like a really cool um comment that i saw somebody make and it makes a lot of sense it's like if we haven't gotten conversations like this in one piece before then i feel like this is like kind of big for it kind of big for the world yeah it's it's the difference between like a sword swinger and a duelist right like yeah i totally see that i do like that line it's like, who knows, by the end of you, do as you like, who knows, by the end of this, I might be tearing your throat out with my teeth. 
yeah. anything to ensure I win this fight. And I just like that. Like, King Fire. doesn't have a witty retort at that point. He's just like, Ellipses. all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's just fight. Yeah. All smoke, oh, yeah. no more words. King, yeah. well, because he sees the resolve in him. And he yeah. also see, he probably recognizes Enma. Yeah, and he's like, hold on, this motherfucker's different. Hold on, bro. <laughs> what that that sword though? Yeah. What's up with that? Yeah. Like you know, he might notice. He might notice Enma. I don't know that he knows. Enma I think he yet, was probably. just shook by the dialogue, bro. He was just like, all right, this motherfucker is not playing. So something I thought of that's funny. I know we talked about. I I I brought up previously on the show. I was like, man, Momo, like he's gonna get leveled up as far as physically goes, but he's still gonna have the mentality of an eight year old, like. Uh, Shinobu said explicitly, like, I can't age your Maturity. mind. Yeah. So I was like, oh, he's not going to be able to do shit up there. Kaido, like, he's going to see Kaido unfold because he's got this trauma associated with him. But being that Kaido also has a huge trauma associated with Odin, if he looks exactly like Odin and yeah. shows up at the top, like, what's yeah. up? Like, that's this joint trauma going yeah. on, you know. Like, I don't know right. how you did that shit, but oh, I don't think. I, <laughs> but, oh. <laughs> I'm still calling it that. Kaido has a moment of weakness where he notices grown up Momo, and that's the moment where people strike. It's just like, yeah, it's gonna take him off guard. Like, I don't know. I, as long as Momo isn't effective physically, I feel like I'll be okay with whatever his involvement mm -hmm. is, like on the rooftop, like. He can, he can he can pull up he can try to you know twist and, and wrap around kaido or whatever but it, like whenever as soon as kaido's like ready to put hands on momonosuke he should be just like sent flying and not able to do too much so i mean like zoe and defense will probably keep him from you know keep him alive <laughs> from like a kaido strike you know what i mean but like i really I, I do think it would legitimately be awkward if they were actually boxing up there you know what i mean like the situation yeah. is cool the double spread will be tight but like I feel like this is something that Oda can fumble on. I don't think he. I don't want to believe or say that I believe that he will. But Maybe like, we'll I'm get definitely gonna this... let it ride out. But like this is like the most worried I've been about like week to week One Piece in a really long time. But um, but we have a back door. You know, we have a back door inside of like as awkward as this feels. Just like aging. A lot of people wanted him to grow up normally, receive proper training, come of age. You know, like 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 he fucking should for you know for his character but i think that this since shinobu ages him forward still got jewelry bonnie it swoop in age him back the age I mean, him back they you know what i mean spend a lot of time searching for jewelry bonnie I, I don't know like what like legitimately i don't know why bonnie shows up i don't know like 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 i remember back when i was talking about it before like when i had the idea of bonnie aging him in the first place i was like i don't know how she's gonna i don't know what circumstances are gonna put her there i just know she has this ability momonosuke kaido it'd be cool to see some dragons fight like i said that or whatever but like like i didn't know how it was gonna make sense you know what i mean and um and now that we're kind of like here with this like other kind of ability that's similar to bonnie's you know what I mean? It's like we could, we could, we could have him in this form just for this raid, is what I'm saying. You know what I mean? And then he gets put back and grows properly. And I feel like a lot of people that are upset about this would like that, even though it seems like really unlikely still, even though it's a possibility. I don't know what's gonna happen. It's fucking crazy to think about, though. Mm -hmm. Man, I do like that line that is like. With Odin dead, you're reduced to following a child. Don't mock youth fool. We were no one before he raised his samurai. You see, everyone grows in life, and Wano itself watch over load Momonosuke's go 
we won't like you <coughs> let the likes of you steal it i'm like that's cool because like they like what happened with like orochi and all of them they really did steal his childhood yeah in more than one yeah they transported him through time so he could still be a child and survive but like yeah by aging him by having him make that stake you know have that consequence they've literally take this war has literally taken his youth from him i love that yeah well that's a that's a pretty crazy way of putting it. if they do keep him um old they do keep him older i still feel like he can still receive all of the training you know mm -hmm. what i mean that he would have received when he was younger and he can still come into you know that exact same you know kind of development that we wanted for him just with a 28 year old body and i think that'd be hilarious that when he's like emotionally mature and like yeah. okay with like interacting with relationships everyone's gonna be like you're a silver fox <laughs> oh, oh berber yeah and it would and it would be like really it, i feel like it's kind of one piece like comedy to have you know a 30 year old dude acting like a kid you know what i mean oh yeah like I those mean, kind of scenes are super one piece you know what sanji I mean? so, now has yeah. a competition let's go <laughs> yeah. oh shit that'd be that's so weird to think about oh my god okay so Let me <laughs> yeah. the dual panel of momo and sanji yeah i think Nami Swan, Robin I think people just don't want this aged Momo situation to mean that he doesn't get the arc that was kind of set up for him. You know what I mean? And although... I think he can get that arc regardless. Yeah, that's yeah, and that's kind of yeah. like what I was... I think that's kind of what I was just saying. You just do it in a 28-year-old body or whatever and throw some comedy of a, of a grown man acting like a child in there and... Yeah, Ooh, like it's he's one obviously going to start yeah. training and I shit mean, as soon as... Watch him as as hit him with a line. He's just, like, oh... It's yeah. okay. I'm still a child at heart, and yeah. I'm like, ah, type sad. shit. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, <laughs> it's just. I, just, I think people oh. just don't want him to be capable off rip just because he's 28 years old now. You know, I don't you know? think he's gonna come out here busting motherfucking. I know 20 uh, year olds who can't throw a punch. Something <laughs> waterfall, whatever Odin's move was. He don't even got swords. Yeah. But I did want to talk about like, if he's with, I don't know, if he's looking exactly like Odin do you think he's going to keep the the odin two sword style you know what i'm saying and if so like what about enma i don't know do y'all want zoro to keep enma at this point i like, thought uh enma was um his sisters yeah but what's she about to do with it obviously i feel like isn't that right how many know habakiri is momos and... i may know habakiri is momos and enma's yeah. uh he always but yeah. i mean i feel like in the case that he is like yo just let me get both of them to fight with she wouldn't she wouldn't hold him on that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like she'd just be like, here. So, I don't know. I'd like to see... I still would like to see Zoro take Shusui still. I just want them to give him... I just want him to forge him his own sword. Yeah, that would these, be nice. If they're making these fucking Ryuma and Ushimaru parallels and shit, like, they're saying it on the page, in the chapter. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, like, should, like, if this dude has that thought, that thought is going to be communicated eventually and they should make him the zoro sword yeah you know what i mean like maybe a different name but yeah zoro still the <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> your face the zoro sword shut the fuck up <laughs> the zoro sword Obviously, it would be called something way tighter, but no, yeah, like, sure, yeah, they, sure. they got to make nope. him his own sword because that's still something he doesn't have as a sword of his own. 
that was yeah. made specifically for him. Yeah. Do we have any um, swords? I don't know if, uh, man, this is something that we're probably going to have to Google, but I'm wondering, like, I remember that, like, Chu Sui translates to something related to, like, autumn or um, aut uh, autumn rain or, like, autumn river or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Sui you know? is, like, a water. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like... I don't I know think if Wado, anybody... Wado is like something something to do with snow and the moon, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. I was going to say. I think Kiko talked about this way yeah, back I, on I the do show. remember that. I, I literally just thought of him when you said that. Yeah. But um, but I, the reason why I was saying that is like maybe his name could be something to do with snow and ice. But honestly, um, just because of like Shim, uh, Shimotsuki, I think, is like ice or snow related inside of its translation. Um. But yeah, I don't know. We like Zoro's just like not re related to ice or snow like at all. I want to say like inside of his fighting style, inside of his personality, inside of his like development that we've gotten for him. Like mm -hmm. grew up on like a tropical like looking like area. You know what I mean? So like. Oh yeah. man, you know it's kind of interesting that like they say that he might be descended to like the god of blade because <laughs> I remember him doing like god themed attacks like Ashura style. Yeah stuff so i was like ah yeah i could yeah. see that could, could have the word god in his sword somewhere that'd be some shit that'd be some, that shit. Yeah, be I, some shit i definitely do strongly believe that like everyone you know in wano kind of sees what happens here and they're like hold on this zoro motherfucker like is ryuma like wait a minute and he's about to save the day yeah give this motherfucker a sword Dude, that'd be kind of that would be so cool. What and he's already had used... interactions with Kitetsu or uh, whoever, mm -hmm. whatever his name is that forged the Kitetsu swords. Like he's he was Hitetsu. in this arc. Hitetsu. He was in this arc in the beginning, fucking with Zoro and shit. You know what I'm saying? So, oh yeah. yeah so, um, pretty, if they forge a sword, that. would they use Momo's dragon fire to help temper it? Oh damn. That'd be that'd be a cool panel, bro. That'd be I'd a like cool, to see like, them use a montage. scale. Yeah, put his scales in that bitch. Fucking put his Kaido's scale in the sword, Kaido bro. scales in that bitch. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> Scabbard Zoro is a fang. get the dragon scale sword on him, bro. That'd be dope, bro. Yeah, that'd be some shit, bro. Dragon fang. bone sword on some Elder Scroll shit. Like, mm. Mm -hmm. That'd be fire. Yeah, I would love that. Sick. I feel like there's more lore stuff in here that, like... That we got to talk about no we talked about shimotsuki and ryuma talked about oh man jackson here getting fucking shoulder thrown out of windows i forgot about that wait a minute oh shit yeah they're outside now yeah i yeah. completely forgot about these panels where they go back to sulong i'm screaming oh it's so good i love the line for 20 years i asked myself are you still a samurai of lord odin fire <sighs> chills oh have you Turned <clears throat> yeah, hold on. Zach is shook. A whole I said Zach. Jack is shook. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, ooh, he looks so I don't so want to deal with that. I don't want to deal with that. Yo, Sulong is different. <clears throat> I still wish they would have regenerated the limbs, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. It's cool, hold though. On. it's cool, though, without it. Jack the Drought. Queen the Plague. King, King the Wildfire. Wildfire. Okay. I'm trying to I'm, I, I for some reason I was thinking like four horsemen of the apocalypse, right? Yeah. But like wildfire, what's that? Like war? Uh well, <laughs> actually um Kaido can someone... be conquest. 
Oh, sure. If 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 we were to do four um plagues, like the four horsemen, sure. wildfire would literally just be death. Be death, yeah. And conquest would be yeah, war. Kaido. Kaido. Because that's what he does. War. He yeah, he, yeah. he takes over. Um And then you got the famine and and Famine would be drought and then yeah. plague would be plague. Yeah. Um pestilence. Pestilence, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I wonder if anyone. I want, I'm sure people have said that before, but I just like got the thought right now, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, I like the move that Queen has called Bridal Grabber. Yeah, because it's such an old like it harks back to just like an old school scumbag bandit lord samurai move, where it's like, "I'm a samurai lord, and I'm gonna sleep with your wife to be." Oh shit! Because I'm a douche. <laughs> just because like, I'm a douche. Because <laughs> I'm a douche, and I'm addicted to power yeah and just like Rindle yeah yeah that, so i like that they're kind of hearkening to that old school uh not to like condone anything but i just thought sure. it was an interesting choice of title considering um queen's like facial like his facial hair right like the super fu manchu oh, the yeah. massive q there's there are cultural parallels here that yeah. are like oh it's the chinese and japan and china don't always they're not buddies. oh they're shit. Able, we're, able, we're not chinese <laughs> yeah wow wow yeah kind of thing so bridal I was like, grabber <laughs> i didn't know what to bridal. think about that when i saw it i was like what the yeah. fuck kind of name I was just like, yeah, that is, it's, it's <laughs> an odd, odd name but i was like yeah. this this makes sense i guess yeah. like it made sense to me Makes sense. It makes a little but, bit more sense now with that, yeah. If that's if that's really a thing that he was going for, that's. I love shit like that. I love little shit like that. That ought mm -hmm. to be peppering in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. But yeah, yeah just, that's again. That's pretty much all I've got at the moment. So hyped to see this two v two, man. This yeah, two v two. I hope it stays as a two v two. Cause do you? If we, I do. Yeah. yeah. Why do you? You want it to diverge into a one v one situation I wholesale? I, I guess I don't know what I want. Um, I, I guess that's what I was expecting. I guess that, that that's what it, that's kind of like you know you get like the initial back to back buddy cop clash or whatever, mm -hmm. and then um, and then yeah eventually it it kind of set because it's like this is the fight that people have been waiting for for these characters and as cool as it is that they're doing it together I feel like and not to say that what people want actually you know matters when it comes to One Piece but I feel like a lot of people are really expecting to see like full power individual fights you know for these for these characters yeah. at this point so that's kind of like why i was expecting it but i'd be cool either way fuck yeah dude give me some tandem shit give me some solo shit i don't give a fuck oda just write it you know yeah, what i, mean? I think exactly. teamwork shit from them teamwork shit from them because we so rarely get it always yeah. fucking slaps yeah. so hard yeah i absolutely. like teamwork stuff yeah especially from, with from sanji and zoro stubborn especially like them yeah for sure for sure like, it's like yeah. just I just always hearken back to that moment in the groggy ring where it's like yeah. we never see them work together. They're always arguing. It's always 1v1s. And literally at the drop of a hat, Sanji's like, yo. Or no, Zoro's like, yo, cook. Mm -hmm. Help me out for 10 seconds. And they just like flawlessly execute this fucking beast-ass <laughs> combo like yeah. without a word said. No planning. Right. Nothing. Yeah. He just like, oh, you're spinning around? Let me hop up on your leg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Grab, buddy. <laughs> what? Yo, like, mm. I want yeah. them to do a thing where they're dodging the two attacks from like king and queen on these ends and they basically like roll back like Sanji does like a back roll gets on his back and then uh 
Zoro jumps backwards and they basically land foot to foot and Ooh. Sanji kicks him back at Oh, I see the vision. I see the vision. I want him to like just like and like Zoro's just like flip the egg and just went. I see. Flap that jack. I want to see that. And Oda's in. Oda's very much so in his choreography bag for this arc. So like we'll see like some pretty drastic shit no matter what. But that that scene in particular would be cold blooded. I think that that shit would be so sick. It's like you know we I we love talking about the things that we want. And like I do like uh, the point that you made. Like, doesn't matter what manga, any series, from Black Clover, My Hero, One Piece, whatever. It doesn't matter what we want. The manga's gonna do what they're gonna do. Yeah. And like, yes. there's always gonna be people that like that stuff. And I'm just lucky that I like most of this stuff. Yeah, same. <laughs> Dude, like, yes, that's where sure. I'm at. For sure, for sure. Well said, man. All right. Well, yeah. I think uh, that's about all I had for One Piece. Yeah, absolutely. Same. Too. Great combo, guys. All righty. Well, that's going to do it. Thank you all so much for watching. If you did, be sure to slap a like on this video. Be sure to subscribe to the channel to get more fire-ass content week to motherfucking week. Be sure to slap a comment in that comment section down below. Let us know what you you know thought about this week in Jump. If we missed anything, you know we can talk about it down there, stuff like that. Also, like we said before, you can go ahead and take a look in that description box down below where you can find links to any and all of our individual social media accounts such as Twitter, online communities like Discord, places to listen to the podcast wherever you'd prefer, as well as links to support the podcast such as our Patreon and our online shop, which as we said before, we have just now reopened to the public and come out with some hot ass new designs yes. so check that out please and thank you and with all that said this will be another stupendous episode of the project manga podcast wrapping up i'm your host eagle knox mellow yenis Sarabada.